participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Today, Helwani's Ditch Town, now the inmates are running the asylum. The creatures of the control room are front and center this time around. It's the Rick and GC Show. Or is it the GC and Rick Show? Either way, here are your hosts, Eric Jackman and Connor Burr. The Rick and GC Show is back in your life on this beautiful uh Monday, August 21st, 2023, as they say, don't adjust your dials uh, unless you're expecting Hawani, unless you're expecting the fighters, because that's not what you're going to get today. Today, you are going to get a little bit of me, a little bit of him, New York Rick in the building. We are going to be hosting Hawani on vacation. Uh, Rick, how we feeling, man? In the big chairs. First time ever. I mean, we look great. I, had to, I, I have to start off before you go. We look fantastic. You look like you belong there. 
I mean, I don't even think we need him back. I think we can just go from now on. You're there. I'm here. And we're ready to go. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Um, we do start before we get in. I, I, you know, getting used to all this, we, we, have, a, we have a little ad read. Uh, this show is brought to you by DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code the MMA Hour for a special offer when you sign up. That's the code the MMA Hour only at DraftKings Sportsbook. There's one done. Bro. That, you were you were supposed to read it verbatim. Yeah, is that not what I did? Was there, no, was there more we on there? a couple. I mean, all right, we'll work on it. All right, all right. All right. We Thanks, can, Frank. We can practice. we got a couple more of those that we, have to, uh, that we have to hit. UFC 292 in the books. We're obviously going to heavily recap that. We're going to have some fun. Maybe answer some of your questions. Uh, maybe we'll head to the chat. We are men of the people, and we answer questions from the chat when we answer them. Uh, and we're going to just deep dive. I mean, unbelievable card on Saturday night. At least the main event was was absolutely unbelievable. But before we get into all that... This show almost, almost did not happen. I mean, just 24 hours ago, 36 hours ago, uh, I was very concerned on uh, on the the possibility of me and you sitting here together. Uh, I believe you have a bit of breaking news for everyone. Do I? Okay. I'm excited to reveal that I became a father of three on Saturday. What? Yes, I did. Um, thank you. I mean, what, what a mensch, what a mensch. Yes. This almost didn't happen on uh, Saturday at around noon Eastern. I became a father of three. My lovely wife, Holly, uh, delivered our baby boy, joining my two girls, uh, and, and completing our family where we're done after three. Look at that. Look at that. Spitting. We, ha- welcome, we have a name. Welcome to the world, Logan. Logan, let's go. Welcome awesome. to the world, Nickname Logan. Nickname Wolverine. Yes. No, but there's definitely some vibes Logan in there. Paul. Uh, somebody, somebody suggested <laughs> Paul middle name. I, I nixed that immediately. Uh, but Logan Jackman, uh, welcome to the world. And yeah, I'm, uh, I'm elated. I'm thrilled. I'm excited. The the fact that this was up in the air added to the chaos. And then I'm happy to be here. Uh, my wife is at the hospital right now, uptown. And as soon as I'm done <laughs> here, I'm going back to the hospital and we're getting discharged and we're taking Logan home. So congratulations to you. you. Congratulations Thank to you. your wife. Shout out to your wife for soldier. letting you come down here. I mean, absolute soldier and absolute mensch for letting you join the program today. I did wake up to the text. You were like, yeah, it's, it's not looking like I'm going to be there on Monday. I was like, oh, great. And then like a few hours later, you're like, baby's here. I'm like, oh, wow, he's definitely not going to be here on Monday. <laughs> um, but alas, we made it happen. And now we're here. How are we feeling, dude? I mean, we're in the big seat in the studio. I have to say, it feels like the whole day's just been a little bit more relaxed. It feels like we have a little bit more freedom that that Helwani's not here. Like it feels like we've been fear, freed from the tyranny. Like it, yeah. it feels good. I feel loose. I feel limber. It's it's no nice. breath down the neck. No, God, yeah, my my neck finally feels free for once. No, no one's breathing down it. You know, telling me to do this, telling me to do that. It's kind of feel like we can just do it without them. I mean, the response was great. I mean, I think we look good. The caricatures, I mean. <laughs> Beautiful, low, low, low maintenance, easy breezy. Easy. I've been in that chair before. Now we're sharing, and you're in the big chair, and I think you look at home there. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to not have yeah, a one. I have to say, this isn't that hard, dude. I mean, this is, people give them a lot of dare credit. Dare say easy? Do you feel like? Uh, dare, I, dare I say? Dare I say it's uh it's easy, yeah. I mean, Breaking don't want to give me the old wall a little bit. Don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I already ordered the margarita machine. You know, the oh, one that let's was go. Like, no, no, we can't do let's it. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you've been pushing for that margarita machine forever. I Since mean, three o'clock. Yeah. Can we? Can we all give ourselves the old Barry H, the old Barry Horowitz here? Just a nice little pat on the back. I mean, good job, everyone. 
Frankie Happy Hour over you here. You backstabbing motherfuckers. Who is it? What is you that? Backstabbing motherfuckers. Oh, wait, he wasn't this supposed is to be so here. nice. Oh well, would you look at this? You know, I wanted to come on here with my black pencil, by the way, to note yeah, nice pencil, the dark dude. day that this is. Yes, I switched it up for all of you to note that this is such a dark day, but there's so many good vibes. There's been like four Mensch references already on. Yeah, the what is this? Like, how, how did you? How did I, you even get into our into our our mainframe? How did you hack the system? What is this? Uh, Where, this you is didn't even tremendous. have any music or anything ready. Like we were supposed to be like, well, oh, by God, that's that's how Wani's music. I mean, no, we crash, we crash the party. That's what we do. That's the kind of entrance that we have. You guys look fantastic. I must. I'm, I'm sitting Thank here you. like a proud father. I didn't even want to crash the party because I was having so much fun, except for that little bit at the end there about you know you guys not having anyone breathing down your neck uh i'm watching this like a proud father i may never come back i've seen some of the comments by the way oh, yeah i think great. we're cool with it. Think, yeah. gone, no you know i may never come back i think we're cool I, with I it man enjoy it I enjoy it. enjoy vacation yeah. enjoy the fruits of your labor i gotta say it's a little different when you can just spit you know me, me and connor sitting in the chairs and spitting the guest booking part that's a little bit more difficult that maybe no we're missing. No, no, listen, no no listen quite, quite a few people it. were yes. saying Quite a few people were like, uh, where's the lineup? Who are the guests? Uh, well, it turns out our, our guest booker is also on vacation as well. Uh, not, not as easy as it seems. Not quite as easy as it seems. First of all, you guys are doing fantastic. This is one of the proudest days of my life. This is what I've always wanted for the show to kind of exist um, with the people who are a part of the show and me not be able to be there. So this is tremendous. It's only happened once before. And coincidentally... It was back in 2016, October 31st, 2016, when I had just welcomed my third child to the world. And now here's New York Rick welcoming his third child to the world the second time that he does it with GC in the chair for the first time. I mean, this is kismet, my friends. This yeah. is crazy. So this is a beautiful thing that just transpired. First off, muzzle to Well, first, I've been here for like three minutes. I just said first <laughs> off. Uh, muzzle tov to Thank both you. you and Holly. I hope everyone's doing great. Two girls and a boy, tremendous. I have two boys and a girl. It's great to have the the mix, and I uh, couldn't be happier for you guys. And uh, shout out to you for not only working on Saturday but showing up on uh, on this Monday afternoon to do this. That's incredible. So you have a very supportive wife. And shout out to GC, looking great in the plaid. Got the big boy chair. I had tremendous intro. Uh, thank you, thank you. I appreciate Tell it. I, I have to say, I, I actually had to go out and get this. I mean, I don't want to rip on you or anything, but uh, went to Old Navy, went to the Clarence Rack. I mean, in 1999. You want to know the inspiration, too? I mean, if we can, uh, I believe we have it. Uh, yep, there it is. Oh, wow. Just uh, a little Helwani-inspired wow. shirt. I mean... Yeah. Pretty it's much, not bad. It's pretty, not bad. pretty much matches. It got this thing on clearance. I mean, I, they couldn't, they couldn't give this thing away fast enough. I had the, I lost the watch, the the bracelets, the wristbands. I mean, I am just, I am fully drip free now. I am, uh, you know, I have a confession. Glasses I, too, right? Glasses. You don't usually wear glasses. Both of us. Yeah, well, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a confession. I also have that shirt. And in yes. fact, famously, I don't nice know. Nice and stiff, this, starchy. This just, this just came to mind. I believe last time, one of the last times that Ariel and I were at an event, it was in Chicago. And we were at Media Day, and I believe we both coincidentally wore that shirt that he was wearing in that photo. I also wore a similar shirt. Wow. Nobby of UFCPR took a picture of the two of us doing a little bit of a twinning thing. So fortunately, we're not all three coordinated today. Yes. It'll be a little too matchy matchy. Yeah, Hawani not in in the. Final I know what is today. what is happening. It's bizarro world. Yes. Right here. 
Oh, guys, vacation, Alwani, you know yourself. Oh. You know, Can we break the fourth wall on, on vacation? Yeah, what have you been up to, man? We see you posting, you know, it's just like good morning uh, and, you're, and you're zip lining. It, it feels like... <laughs> the vibes are immaculate. Can we really break the fourth I wall? And like, he's, he's almost like vacation shaming us. You know, he's just like, oh, hold on, let me get back to you guys oh, in just yeah, a minute. Yeah, just yeah. got to park my <laughs> ATV I've been yes. four-wheeling. Yes. Oh, sorry, guys. Like, uh, uh, just just got out of the water. Like, it's, it's nice yeah. here. I mean, it's ridiculous. Three for He's... three on. Oh, there I am. Yes, there's Claire and I. Um, we went ATV riding earlier today. I mean, I, I, I like I said to you guys on text, I couldn't feel further away from our studio right now. Uh, oh, we, we are, know. We, it must be nice. Must be nice, yeah, man, because we're in the trenches yeah. right now. We are. We are anchored no, no, down. Ten good. toes I'm down. I'm happy someone is. I'm happy someone is. Uh, as you can see in those photos, uh, Claire who is uh, riding shotgun with me. Uh, she's got some uh, grapes in her hand. I mean, she's living the life. We got very dusty, so I had to go take a nice little bubble bath now to wow. clean myself up. <laughs> Jets, Jets, in, Jets in, the, in the bubble bath? Yeah, of course. Champagne, of course. champagne uh, well, on ice uh, next to it. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm missing dinner right now to do this little bit. Um, <laughs> oh, poor guy. While you guys Sorry. were sleeping, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Went zip lining for. I the just first had a kid on Saturday. I've been doing a lot of sleeping. That, that's that's what's been on. <laughs> yeah, what's my the plate zip now? line, man? What I didn't know you had it in you. I didn't know you had it in you. I don't. Can we rewrap that? I want to see it again. Look at the form, and I had to go with my daughter because she's not. She doesn't weigh enough. You have to weigh. I think you have to weigh like at least 180 combined or something like that. So we had to do it. Uh, my mom took that. And I have to say, my heart was beating yeah. so fast. My palms were so, I mean, it was, it was one of the scariest things. And that was, I mean, that was like a good 30 seconds that I just kept saying to her, I love you, Claire. I love you, Claire. And she was just laughing. <laughs> yeah, she's not she nervous at all. She's, she's not nervous she at was, all. She's and, ready to go. And how excited were you by the end that you did it? By the end, I, I, I felt like I had truly accomplished. Well, today I ziplined and I ATV rode for the first time in my life, both of those for the first time in my life. So I really feel like I'm living it up. I'm YOLOing it up. Uh, I'm doing big things. So I'm very happy, but I'm, I'm happy that the show is going on. And of course, as you can tell, uh, over the weekend, I, I was keeping an eye on UFC 192. I don't know how you guys do it. So not, not much of an eye. Yeah, there apparently. you go. You know what I was thinking? It's so funny you say that. I was trying to see if I'm truly getting old and I was trying this morning to remember what 192 was and I finally figured it out. It took what me longer it? than usual. Wait. Uh, DC Gustafson in Houston. Yes, I remember. I, actually, I like, that was wow. one that I would have known. Yeah, so I was just trying to compare You know where we are uh, 100 pay-per-views later. But uh, yes, 292. I don't know how you guys watch them um, in the middle of the night. All the fans overseas, you guys are incredible. I don't know how you're fans of the sport watching things at like 5, 6, 7 a.m. I just wanted to throw out some quick thoughts, and then I'm going to leave it please. all to you guys because yes, I want to sit back and relax and watch this and uh, enjoy it and download it and follow and rate, review, and comment <laughs> and all those things. Still plug in. Uh, right. first, yeah, uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say that the first thing that came to mind was like, ah, oh, damn, I, this, you know, most pay-per-views – uh, they're tough to book. This would have been a relatively easy one to book. You know, Sean O'Malley, a Tim Welch, uh, a Ian Gary, uh, a Brad Katona, uh, a Cheeto Vera, a Petrosky. Like, I could have gone five, six deep on this post-pay-per-view Monday. I thought of this. So that was the first thing. I, 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 yeah. dig. We get I really, no, I actually did think of no, you on vacation. That I was wasn't like, a dig. No, I'm, I don't think you were taking a dig. I was thinking of you uh, like yesterday morning. I was like, man, I wonder if there's a little bit of Helwani. I know he's enjoying vacation, but I wonder if there's a little bit of him that's like, man, we, we could have had a spectacular show uh, on this post-pay-per-view Monday. 
Not a little bit, a lot of it. I mean, I, that was the first thing. In fact, I actually apologize to some people. Uh, I, I'm sure you're wondering why I'm not asking you to come on. It's because of this reason. I'm I'm not in studio on Monday, so I I just was like, damn, uh, that would have been that would have been good. But anyway, um, I will be back soon. So, uh, want to give obviously massive props to Sean O'Malley. What a walkout. What a song choice when you walk out to to that song. They say you are. I have no idea who sings it, but it was like when I'm listening to that, I'm like, there it is. Yeah, I was like, man, this guy is calling his shot. Uh, and then you find out. I spoke briefly to uh, to Tim Welch um, afterwards. He said it was their worst camp ever, and he, he could hardly grapple. Same stuff that they said afterwards as well. So I was like, damn, um, talk about having you know confidence and self belief. So uh, congratulations to him. You know, you could say what you want about the road to get to the belt. You could say what you want about him not fighting since October. You could say what you want about the resume. You can't say anything about who he beat and how he beat him. And to me, knocking out, TKOing in the second round after that very close first round, Aljamain Sterling, of all people, who was on one of the great runs in the history of the bantamweight division, uh, to do that erases any doubt that you can have. Like, that guy earned that belt. Um, you know, we talked, and I talked about it. He had not fought in 11 months. Maybe the resume wasn't as good, but like you do that to Aljamain Sterling, you deserve to be champion of the world. There are no knocks that could be made about that guy, in my opinion. That was supremely impressive. That doesn't happen every day. Look at the guys that Aljamain beat. Corey Sanhagen's of the world, the Piotr Jans of the world, the TJ Dillstars of the world. On and on it goes. And Aljo got knocked out, TKO'd by Sean O'Malley. Beautiful sequence. Um, those clips of him in the locker room practicing are just tremendous and you knew that that was good the way in which he was going to win the fight so that's incredible unfortunately for Aljamain I, I don't think he's going to get an immediate rematch um, obviously Sanhagen's there obviously Marab is there but if Sugar Sean truly wants to come back in December the fight has to be Cheeto that would be a massive co-main event to I would think either a Leon Colby in December or uh, Yuri Alex depending on what they do. Maybe they bump Yuri Alex to January and just leave John Jones in November. It's come out that John Jones doesn't want to be on the same card as Colby because of their history and the things that Colby has said about him. So it's going to be interesting to see. But if he truly does want to fight in December and Sanhagen is out and Marab is out, then I think you do the Cheeto fight. So, um, And I think Aljo should probably stay at 135 if you ask me. Because, Can I ask you a question? Um, yeah. Would you potentially think about trying to give O'Malley a headlining show on the back of this? And I asked that for the reason they posted a finish from a pay-per-view main event, which is something that is not done, right? They are clearly giving Sean O'Malley the big push now as champion. And I believe that YouTube video had like 4.7 million views overnight, all the social media traction. Is there a possibility that you're kind of diminishing that and, and not taking advantage of what they're trying to build by not having him in a main event, by having him potentially as a co-main? See, you're on your game. I'm off my game. You're a thousand percent right. The reason I just went to to Coleman event was because of the 135 thing, and I was thinking heavier weight class. Sean O'Malley is one of the biggest stars in the sport right now. You could see the explosion. You could see everyone tweeting, talking about it. KD, it's all over the place. They yeah. posted it on social. They posted it on YouTube. One million percent the next time. You, that was the stupidest thing I've ever said. One million percent the next time he fights, he should headline. Of course he should headline, even if it's against Alex. or Now, Leon Colby, I could see them maybe yeah. giving those guys the respect. But like, he is a true blue headliner and a massive star. 
and deserves all that praise and connects with younger fans. So yes, absolutely. I just don't think, you know, I, I see Aljo the, kind of campaigning a little bit. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't no. think he's going to get an immediate rematch, unfortunately. The timing is is what becomes the issue here. They've got these fights that are that they need to make. They've got Colby and Leon on deck. They've got Yuri and Alex. They have to kind of squeeze these in. They've got Connor and Mike in the wings. They've they've got all these that they have to squeeze in. So there is going to be some some ones that could have been potentially headliners that get turned into co-main. And so I get where the the thought is, and I get where the intention is. But looking at the way they hard pushed Sean O'Malley after this event, it feels like they have to put him in the main. He has to have a card. It has to be the O'Malley card. And and you're 100 right. And I don't have an issue. Other than maybe if I bought the pay-per-view and I'm like, damn, you posted this five minutes later. Like, this is the stuff that they should do. This is how you build stars. Like, people are like, oh, look at them favoring Sean O'Malley. Like, no, that's what you should do when you have a superstar on your hands. You should put the entire fight on SportsCenter. You should put it on YouTube. You should put it on social. Let the world know who this guy is because he's that damn good and that damn entertaining. And he deserves all of that. By the way, the finish was... 100% 100% on point. Mark Goddard doesn't deserve any criticism there. And the dynamic between Suga and Cheeto is fantastic. Like those two guys with their fan bases, they're amazing. I'm just blowing by Frank's thing because we don't have a lot of time to go back and forth there. Um, talk about refs. Uh, no, that, that, I saw some people talking about that. That's just silly. Okay, so Sean O'Malley, superstar. He called it. You feel for Aljo. He comes back. The guy fought three times in less than a year. He, he, he just fought in May. Tough, you know, tough hand to, to to play with, and he was a stud going in and an absolute class act going out, and uh, he's not done by any stretch, and he'll be back, and he'll be back in the title picture as well. Uh, I just don't think he gets it immediately because of the history with Cheeto. Uh, Zhang Wei Li is incredible. I would do the Tatiana fight right now. What are we waiting for? All due respect to Yan Chaonan. If I'm her, I, I let them to beat each other up, and then I fight the winner. If they have the China thing planned, obviously it makes more sense to do that fight there. But uh, to me, why are we delaying the inevitable? Tatiana versus Zhang Weili is one of the best female title fights that they can make, period, in the history of the UFC dating back to 2013 when Ronda debuted. I want to see that fight. It feels inevitable that Tatiana is going to fight for the belt. What are we doing beating around the bush, especially with their health issues? Let's go. Let's do it right now. That's my take on the co-main event. Ian Gary talking about someone who called his shot. Unbelievable, like, what he put out there. And then doing that thing on Friday – and like you're like man, if if you slip up, you are going to get killed. For for those he, that missed, he, it was an open workout at a bar. He was basically at a bar doing a greet, and he's working out in the bar, full pads, doing the whole thing, letting people know I'm here. I'm here in Boston. To also, do some work. We're working out, no ring, no anything in there. Yeah. Like they just cleared the people out, and he was just front and center in the yeah. bar, working out on the floor with people. He's doing a brilliant job, and uh, he's really getting people behind him. I would put him in Dublin next. This yeah. to me feels like like the, the, there's one more, and then you're in the title picture for you and Gary. Just what are you crazy. waiting for? Put it him seemed, in the put him in the Dublin put it, put him in the top five Dublin fight now, yeah. and have him headline, and then have him be in the title picture next year. But maybe it's too late. Maybe it's, it's too late in the game to to book that. It seems like Dana White is alluding to wanting him in New York. They they've they've kind of Dana has alluded to like I have laid out the blueprint for building the Irish star. It's going to be New York and then maybe headlining Dublin. That, and Gary said, I'd rather fight in Vegas, Texas, high in New York. But it seems like that it, it, we might be seeing Ian later this year and then and then maybe Dublin. And, and, and all six of his UFC fights so far have, have been in the States. Yes. Be crazy to see him. Yeah, which is, which is crazy, right? Because uh, he could have fought in London. No, he, he's done a tremendous job. 
didn't love the stuff with Neil and the kid and all that. I get like, I don't know. Neil Magny seems like one of the most liked fighters in the UFC scumbag middle finger. Yeah. uh, I didn't love it, but uh, look, he's hyped up. He's young and he was grabbing onto something and uh, he delivered. Like, I mean, that was as dominant as can be against a really tough guy to be dominant against. So he is a superstar as well. And he has called, you know, like to have that confidence and back it up every step of the way. And the amazing thing about him is his first couple UFC fights, it was kind of like a little come see, come out. Like he got rocked. The opponents weren't tremendous. You were like, okay, let's see if he is truly something to write home about. And now as the competition has gotten better, he gets better, which is amazing, right? Like D-Rod, Neil, like he continues to get better. So I can't wait to see him in Dublin and in MSG, of course, would make a lot of sense. Him versus Wonder Boy seems to be the direction, but let's see what ultimately happens. Uh, Spoke about uh, someone wants to chime in. I was just going to say, uh, uh, I wanted to propose something. Feel free to disagree. It seems like he has the momentum that maybe Patty kind of had initially. It seems like he's kind of taken the baton and run with that, with especially the level of activity, especially the way much. You know, obviously, the comparisons of Connor is never going to go away, and that's what it's going to be. But calling your shot, now delivering, do- absolutely dominating Neil Magny, having the next step in mind. Right now, he wants Wonder Boy. He's very he he seems very sure, very focused. Has the path kind of laid out for him? And soon, if he's headlining in Dublin, I feel like the roof comes off his potential. Right, he becomes one of the biggest stars in the sport. The way O'Malley has also kind of called his shot and called his path along the way. It seems like he's the guy who has that momentum. Whereas if you if you ask me early on, it seemed like it would have been Patty, right? And now I feel like with the injury, with the split decision against Jared Gordon, he's kind of cooled, and Ian Gary has slid very much into that spot where he's taking the baton and running with it. A hundred percent. Obviously, the fan bases are a little different, right? UK sure. versus Ireland, but he is past Patty at this point in terms of strength of schedule. Like Patty doesn't have a Neil Magny yeah. on his uh, resume, and he, you know, Jared Gordon, D Rod. Maybe you give Gordon a bit of the nudge there, like the nod in terms of like who's better and who's more accomplished. But he doesn't have a Neil Magny type. So yes, at this point, I would say. And, you know, everything he's doing with his social media and all that, um, you know, he's really he's really making a strong push. So credit to him. Um, thrilled for Cheeto, obviously. We love Cheeto here. And he bounced back in a big way against a tough opponent. And if he, and like, who, who would have thought back in March when he's losing to Corey Sandhagen like that, that he could be fighting for the belt in December? Uh, that's a crazy turn of events. 135 is just bananas, but it's completely opened up now, including for the likes of Piotr Jan, who felt like he was in purgatory. And now all yeah. of a sudden... You know, Jan could say like, "Hey, let me run it back." Or if Cheeto wins, or if Sanhagen wins, Jan could be like, "Yo, what, what about me?" So that's, um, you know, that's obviously a great thing. You know, I'll let you guys talk about tough. Congratulations to the winners. <laughs> it is a little weird that there's a, a two-time winner now. Like, what did we really accomplish? We already ultimate knew ultimate he was fighter. an Ultimate Fighter winner. Yeah, it's a little bit ultimate weird. Do you think um, Team McGregor won? I mean, Brad Katona, winner of 135. Holaba, winner of 155. That's 1 1 Team Chandler, Team McGregor. And then the coaches challenge Team McGregor won. Okay, but sure. here's, here's the thing. And correct me if I'm wrong. You would know this better than me. I would know. Was Katona not Team Chandler sure, and then yeah. switch? If you want to play technicalities, but what color was he wearing when he got to hoist <laughs> the clear glass he was trophy? McGregor. He was SPG. Yeah. He was always SPG. Yeah. My biggest um, issue with it is that they didn't they didn't bring out his original tough trophy, that they didn't the give him the double trophies yeah, in the octagon. They didn't As give predicted. him that moment. They they stole they him of that moment. Two belts at MSG. Yeah, they, I, 100%. Like you had a historic moment 
and you weren't ready for it. Ridiculous. Uh, I cannot wait to sit back and hear you dissect. And I, I hope I don't even know what you have planned for the show, to be honest. But I need a full breakdown of that six-minute uh, voice note that he left yesterday. I yeah. mean, I listened to it three times. It was unbelievable. Like the the at one point when he's talking about Brad, like I'd like to know like where you got the motivation now and all this stuff. Like it's just the whole thing is riveting. Obviously, the the top story is him saying December sixteenth. No, no dice anymore, which I think we all kind of saw coming. But uh, I can't wait for that breakdown. One last thing, and then I'm going to leave you guys alone. Please, much love to Chris Weidman to come back after two and a half years, and and to just step foot in the octagon after that injury is is nothing short of amazing. One of the true good guys in the history of the sport it broke my heart. Brad Tavares did nothing wrong. He did what he had to do to win. But let's let Chris Weidman decide when it's time to go. Remember. He wasn't getting knocked out. He wasn't getting outclassed. That's a massive, massive, massive injury that he just had to overcome. And it involved multiple surgeries. I think he deserves one more chance. Um, and if it's not in the UFC, then you know, God bless. But I, I, I don't think that Chris Weidman, I don't think it's fair to come back after a two-and-a-half-year surgery to fight all the way back and lose to a solid veteran who had a great game plan and then be told it's time to hang it up. I don't think on that night, Chris Weidman deserved that. And I don't think that Dana White was being malicious. I don't want this to come across as being malicious. I think it actually came from a, a place of care and love because he likes Chris, as he said, and his family and Matt Sarah and all those guys. But I think Chris deserves another crack. And I don't think on that night he deserved any of that rhetoric. So I was happy to see him back. I was bummed for him that it didn't work out. Tavares had a great game plan and he did what he had to do to win. And I hope that Chris, you know, isn't uh, isn't too down right now because just coming back to me is a victory in its own right. I know that's not what he wanted, but to come all the way back from that is is truly one of the most amazing things that we've seen because it was it ended up being worse than the Anderson injury um, because he had to have multiple surgeries and things were going wrong. So uh, much love to Chris Weidman, one of the great guys, and uh, much love to you guys. You guys are doing any things. Can I just sit back and watch the show now? Enjoy. Like, uh, go, go to your I, Michelin I meal. It. Go go to your your restaurant, your Michelin star restaurant. Enjoy enjoy your dinner. Uh, enjoy diving on yeah. your, whatever else. You yeah, whatever find. adventures. I mean, this this man like he's he's too afraid to touch a, a door handle when we're in the office because of the germs. But now you're ATVing, you're you're ziplining. I mean, it's it's unbelievable scenes over there. Hey, sh- hey, shout out to my guy Danny Rick for the uh, the sweatshirt. You guys know what F E A stands for? No, tell me. <laughs> Walter, close your ears. Hey. <laughs> uh, before right. I let you go, last note. Though that was that would have been a nice outro. The pencil thing is great, man. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like I'm conducting yeah. a conversation over here, and I got plenty of them. I mean, you're gonna come back. You're gonna have plenty of pencils. I mean, look at this thing. I mean, I'm I'm ready to roll on some UFC wow. 292 talk. I mean, this and that and bang and boom. <laughs> I mean, we're we're ready to roll here. Number twos. Uh, it's a Condorogas. Well, why, why does oh, this man. hotel six black number two pencils. pencils right in front of me? It's they bizarre. They leaving knew. you a leaving you a sharpener as well. That's on the house. Don't even worry about wow. Venmo and oh, me. Thank you. That's for I you. I mean, we, thank you. You must say we've improved the space. No, like I yeah. feel I feel like no, the, the decoration, the renovation great. has been great. Great. I don't know if I ever want to come back. If I'm being honest, it's well, we'll too see good. it when we it's see you, man. Maybe just next time you're in New York, hit us up. Maybe we can have you in studio. Get some darts going. Yeah. Love you guys. See you when we you're see you. You're doing a great job. Muzzle tough to the family, Rick. GC, you. you're killing it. Everyone's killing it back there. I actually do miss you guys. Uh, I'm, I, I can't, like I said, I cannot feel further away from the studio, but this is a treat for me to sit back and relax and watch an episode. And I'll be back in two weeks. 
Have a great rest of the show. Much love to the chat. I love you Much all. Love to the Much, chat. Love Much love to the chat. We'll see you uh, in September. Peace. I'm out of here. Take care, guys. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA.com. Yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. His mic is out. Wow. What a treat that was. There we go. Uh, Ariel Hawani on the show there joining the MMA hour. Uh, thanks so much to him. I hope he is enjoying that vacation and and now it's just the two of us i mean finally right then like, there were two honestly i mean now is, you said you said his mic was out he can't hear us i know there was times where i started twiddling my thumbs i was like luckily i got like we got flash here i got mm. some flash games on the computer so i was able to play some some pong and some frogger and stuff to keep me entertained yeah yeah oh yeah yeah actually uh i got Frank stuck on the solitaire had to had to re re-rack a couple frank's times a, frank's a windows 95 guy in all honesty though <laughs> Huge shout out to Ariel for joining the show. Huge shout out to Ariel for letting uh, letting him host. I mean, How wild is this? This is so much. Fun. It really is wild. I mean, two ninety two uh, post pay per view Monday. Uh, you know, maybe if we didn't have uh, you know certain circumstances around the show, we would have been joined by a couple guests. But I think we're good enough. I think we're yeah. good enough for the people, and we'll talk to the people later on uh, in the chat. Ariel gave a decent breakdown of two ninety two. There, I mean, he he got into the most yeah. important notes. Uh, now let's dive a little deeper. Let's start out. With the man behind us. Yeah. Right here. I mean, look at these incredible, incredible paintings that we have in studio. These, if I'm not mistaken, these are the original GN Belong paintings that were shown to Sean O'Malley before his fight on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to GN, the the incredible artist. These were commissioned by Sanibel for Sean O'Malley. And we get to We, we have the video of, of him with, oh, I mean, look at this. I mean, the snapshots. There he is. With Sean O'Malley, and this is before he became champ. Like, can we talk about the timing of these paintings? Like, also, not just the paintings. Can't be better than that. Not just the paintings. We've also got these incredible, I mean, this, the artwork in itself. I know that he highlighted in the video that one of these is, is, is highlighting the, the kicking of Sean O'Malley, and the other is obviously the striking with the fists. Uh, but like the colors, seeing this in studio in person with of this size, it really is just like incredible stuff. And then on top of that, we also right here in studio, GN brought these in as well. 
He's Sean O'Malley. There, there's the right camera. Sean O'Malley boxing gloves with the art on them. We'll put these on the set as well. I mean, we're just O'Malley'd out here for our 292 breakdown. Look at these things. These are unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, Available are, soon, I believe. So Yes, on. yes, yes. Uh, you said it. Sanibel commissioned this. I mean, the artwork. Smart. The artwork is insane. One of the best artists in the game. So Sean O'Malley yeah. is our bantamweight champion of the world, 135-pound uh, division, and he left no doubt about it. Knocks out Aljamain Sterling in round two pretty early on as well. Yep. Uh, you can think what you want about the stoppage. I thought it was fair. I mean, he, he completely put him face down onto the canvas and then landed six, seven, eight, some of those big follow-up shots. The one, the one big one after he, he knocks him down, and then there's a, you know a few punches landed, and then there's one huge hammer fist that lands, knocks Aljamain's head back against the canvas. He flips over the back. I have no issue with the stoppage. Sean O'Malley, your one thirty-five. Yeah. Same page on the stoppage. Um, he was taking some heavy shots. I think if you're Aljamain Sterling, there's an argument, right? You can say, "Hey, I was turtling, then I got to my back, and I was in a defensive position." There was just a little too much damage coming his way uh, for, for my purposes and for, for my liking. Uh, and the shot that O'Malley hit him with was picture perfect, beautiful. We've already kind of reviewed the idea that he was, he was practicing and planning that in the back. We've even seen some footage from before that from training where this was a shot he was looking for. And he mentioned it in his post-fight interview. Nobody, nobody's as good as him going backwards, right? This is a shot that he's landing, going backwards coming forward with, with, the, with the right hand and able to take uh, Aljamain Sterling out. Picture perfect. You, you can't draw it up better. Um, but yes, as far as the stoppage goes and, and anything related to that, I had absolutely no problem with it. I think if you're Aljamain Sterling, look, you, you have to say what you can here to, to say that you want a rematch. Um, I personally, my personal opinion on that is, is I think he's due a rematch. Um, to be completely honest, he was he was one of the UFC's best champs. Um, he was taking this fight. This will this will now fly completely under the radar. Nobody will ever talk about this again. But he took this fight in shorter time than he wanted to. Turned around quickly. Did the UFC a solid. Um, ended up having what he said was a great camp. Um, but now it did him no favors. Right? It doesn't it doesn't matter at the end of the result. Sean O'Malley is now the champion, and he's going to get to dictate the terms. But I I would like to see Aljamain Sterling rewarded in some capacity for being a good soldier for the UFC. Will he? I don't know. Um, I would doubt it if I'm sitting here right now on Monday and thinking about it. Um, but I think Aljamain Sterling did everything he needed to do, handled himself like a champion in the lead up, and then handled himself like a champion after the fact, which I think is very important. Um, was all class, gave Sean O'Malley his credit, and said, "Look, I I want a rematch, um, but I have to." figure out what's next for me. A hundred percent. I mean, the, the sugar era, is that a laugh track or is that just the studio? Is that I think a that's wild live applause. Studio audience? raucous applause there. The sugar era has officially begun. I thought you were going to, you know, kind of just talk about Sean O'Malley there. Now I kind of feel bad having the wig and the glasses on after you <laughs> talked about how great of a champion Aljamain Sterling was, which he was, man. And he, we can get back to that. He acted with all class too. Like you have to say, as he was getting showered with booze, after his loss, and, you know, he's kind of giving props to Sean O'Malley, saying, you know, he was better on the feet than, than I was expecting him to be, uh, and he earned it, and there's really nothing he can do about it at this point. I, I thought he was uh, a great champion, and it felt like yeah. he didn't sometimes... You, you've harped on it much longer than I have. You've, you've been on this bandwagon for a while that he is one of the more underappreciated fighters on the roster. Um, but, yeah, shout-out to him. I hope he does get opportunities. I mean, it seems like he's in good spirits. Yeah. After the loss, it seems like he's ready to get back on track. Um doesn't feel too down and out. Uh, so I am excited to see what happens next with Aljamain Sterling. On the flip side of that, what happens next with Sean O'Malley? Are you convinced Cheeto Vera, December? 
it, timing wise, if that's going to be the fight, if he's going to fight in December, it has to be Cheeto, right? We Marab is not ready. Corey Sanhagen is not ready. It's it's got to be Cheeto, right? What are the what are the other options? I, I mean, I'm a hundred percent with you, especially like we have Sean Strickland and Izzy booked, which I know is is circumstantial because of DDP not being being ready to fight. Uh, we have Colby Covington getting the shot against Leon Edwards because that's going to be a huge fight. Cheeto Vera, Sean O'Malley, do, can you get much bigger than that? I, I don't think you can get any bigger than that at 135. With the circumstances surrounding the injuries in the division, I think it's a no-brainer. I, I think if they can make that happen in December, it will be massive. And, and I agree with you, man. I, I think it can headline. I, I don't think it has to be a co-main event, to, no, no matter what division is is fighting on the card as well. I like Sean O'Malley, I know, you know I'm the guy that always, you know, let's take a look at the IG numbers. Sean O'Malley <laughs> had like 2.6 million followers on IG uh, before Saturday night. Now he's got like 3.4. Like he's almost yeah. gained a million followers. He's getting, he's got Drake commenting on his, on his posts now, you know, sh- uh, Snoop Dogg shouting him out. Like he's, he's got huge names backing Durant. him. Like, yes, Kevin Durant talking about how nice he is. Lamar well, Jackson, I saw chiming in. Like it's like, like we're talking about, he has like broken through that ceiling of like, UFC fans know him and like some casuals don't like he is getting into that star realm where everyone knows him. He's just becoming a household name. This is a best case scenario for the UFC. They've now got a ready-made star. They've got somebody that the mainstream is talking about. They've got somebody who's ready to rise to the occasion. They got somebody who's saying, I want to turn around and fight in December against the guy who, contrary to what the Sugar State Athletic Commission ruled, who beat uh, Sean O'Malley previously, he has an opportunity to now avenge that erase um, the loss from his from his resume, it's a big opportunity. And if he can capitalize on that and then parlay that into some more title defenses, man, the 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 ceiling is kind of coming off where Sean O'Malley can be um, at this point. And let's let's not just talk about Sean O'Malley being the A side. Cheeto Vera is also beloved, Absolutely. beloved in the MMA community, and getting to see the rematch, like the the bad blood between them, uh, it's as big as it gets, man. That's that's the fight that I'm hoping for. It does kind of feel weird with with the way that Corey Sandhagen beat Cheeto Vera just a few months ago. But obviously because of the injuries, I, I think that's the fight to make. Hey, they say this in other sports all the time, but it applies just as much in MMA. Availability is the best ability. 100%. If you are there when the timing is right for a title defense for a UFC champion, look no further than Sean Strickland, right? Yeah, right. Sean Strickland's right. title opportunity is solely on the basis that Israel Adesanya wants to fight on that card. And, and Sean DDP, Strickland's ready to go. And DDP is not available, so Sean Strickland's ready. Um, that is how this works. So, Cheeto, but Cheeto, it would be dis, it would be disingenuous to compare Sean Strickland and Cheeto Vero from the sense that it seems like there's not a lot of personal baggage between Sean Strickland and Israel Adesanya. On the other side of it, with Cheeto Vera, there's some real heat. Right? Oh, yeah. It's not just the opportunity. It's not just that he's available. Yeah, it's not. It's not one press conference running like we exactly. have with, with Strickland and, and Adesanya. Like this is this, this is, is about like, years. I mean, I remember like. We're, we're talking about 2020, I believe it was. Like, I can yeah. remember that clearly when it happened with, with Sean O'Malley. And obviously, the, the injury and, and everything surrounding the loss as well, you know, it, it needs to get redone. And, and I'm looking forward to it. One last thing I'll say about Sean O'Malley. I go on his, his Instagram or his Twitter afterwards, after, after the fight, obviously being, you know, the merch king that I am. <laughs> uh, go to his shop, his, his website. It had to have been an hour after the fight. And he already has championship collection up. Like he's got shirts, he's got hats, he's got hoodies. Now, now he's done so many of these fight, like fight week, uh, special merchandise opportunities. It's almost like he has 
brands within his own brand, but it's all sugar. He gets the knockout, and then he's the famous picture of him, or now famous picture of him walking off the knockout. You can see his logo on the canvas yep. uh, for Sweet Sweat or whatever it is. Uh, like, it really feels like superstar moments here uh, for Sean O'Malley. Like, it's it's really the superstar in him is born, him walking out the Lupe fiasco. Um, so great work by his team. The marketing for him is, is fantastic. You saw a bunch of people with these wigs uh, in there, and I do have to say, unfortunately, heavy is the uh, head that wears the crown i was so enamored by by the great marketing i bought a t-shirt got it got a show you're you're probably not alone i, I have a feeling Just they a moved <laughs> i got a hoodie too i got a, I, there was a purple hoodie like it looked great like i was like this will look great in the fall and then the the championship t-shirts i was like man these are pretty great too like it's it's, it's nice branding got like bantamweight champion in gold and like a custom it, it was good stuff well but, i mean i guess he won where i was when i was wearing this so like he's he might be oh. He could reach the ranks of Volkanovski impervious to the, the merch curve. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned his Instagram followers. I have a feeling a lot of the merch moved as well. I have a feeling it was a good oh, night dude. financially. For, he was pushing uh, the Happy Dad night. merch to like pushing the Happy Dad seltzers themselves. I mean, talk about product placement. Get, walks, in. walks right out of the cage. Yeah, it's all the way in, but then he, he jumps out of the cage, takes a huge sip That's of the right. Happy Dad. So I'm, I'm sure the branding is happy with them. To your point, nothing about Sean O'Malley feels accidental, right? It all feels very focused, very intentional. He's he's picking his spots. He's picking the opportunities. He's deciding when things are going to happen and then manifesting them. You know, everybody kind of gets compared to Connor, but it feels like Connor. It really does. It feels like somebody who's kind of seen the path to this, prepared for the path to this, and known they were going to be in this position for a long time. Um, and it doesn't feel like there's a nervousness about it. It doesn't feel like he's kind of finding his way. It feels like he knew exactly where he was going to go. I believe it was Israel Adesanya who kind of said, like, it feels like destiny almost for Sean O'Malley. It, it's, it seems that Crazy. way. It seems that way at this <laughs> point. He has, he has laid this out, and, and he's following the game plan to a T, and now it's only up. Now it's only up from here. Honestly, man. And, and last thing I'll say on it, you can never take it away from him. Sure. He got the belt wrapped around his waist. He is now a UFC champion. As long as he lives, you will refer to him either as UFC champion or former UFC champion Sean O'Malley. Like he reached the pinnacle. It's it's crazy. I, I still I see the pictures and I'm like, wow, I cannot believe that he he really got to the top of the mountain. Uh to that point, I want to pivot back for a second to Aljamain Sterling. Please. Because it's the same case, right? You can't erase the resume. Aljamain Sterling is, in my opinion, the best bantamweight of all time. Him, Dominic Cruz, you're kind of looking in that territory. Uh, we'll see where Sean O'Malley goes and, and has an opportunity to kind of do something special. There's also TJ Dillashaw. I think that Aljamain Sterling has established himself and, and established himself in a way that you talk about him as the greatest bantamweights of all time. Where does he go from here, right? Is it is it to try to recapture? We saw him lose to Marlon Marais. We saw him get knocked out and was able to rebuild himself and, and come back and look better. Is it at bantamweight? Does he try a move up to 45? We saw earlier today, like a lot of um, outlets reporting quotes from Alexander Volkanovsky saying, hey, unfortunately, Aljamain Sterling's now lost out on that opportunity. Yeah, I'm not happy. ready to, to give him that title shot. Does he go to 45 anyway, clearing way for Marab? Do they both kind of still stay in that division and, and try to build himself back up to 35? What would you want to see for Aljamain Sterling? Yeah, so I mean, I guess the argument to make there is when he lost to Marlon Marais by knockout, he was 28. Yep. Now he's 34 at bantamweight, and we know what these lower weight classes, and obviously with his size, I mean, the dude is, is massive. He shredded the weight cut is tough, yep. and just as you age, you see less success at these these lower weight classes. I like the idea of clearing the path for Rob going to 145. Obviously, you're not going to get the title fight with Volk. He said it himself in the post fight. 
Octagon interview. He was like, I have work to do. Imagine what Volk would do to me if Sean O'Malley just did this yeah. to me. Uh, and then Volk obviously being like, not happening. Like, I, I, I'm I, going to go fight Ilya Tapori if I'm going to fight at 145. Uh, so I'd like to see Aljo move up to 145, take like a a highly ranked contender. I, I know I saw some people uh, throwing out Brian Ortega into the ring, something like that. I would like to see him move to 145 take a, a highly ranked fight, uh, and then see where he goes from there. See if he fits in in that division. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the right path. Uh, I I wouldn't count it out of the question that I think he could rebuild at 35, and of that might not. be something that he considers. There's still work to be done, and I, I do, honestly do feel like he probably thinks, if you if you hear how he was talking about it, he probably thinks there's a path to beating Sean O'Malley too, right? Round one looked kind of how I expected the fight and the rest of the fight to go. It seemed like, and this would be an easy excuse to make, so I, he won't make this excuse. I'll kind of lay this out. There's there's a there's a urgency that he showed in round two that I don't necessarily think helped him. I think he was a little aggressive in, in looking to, to pressure Sean O'Malley. I think if he was a little more um, relaxed, there's an opportunity for him there. And I think he's probably thinking the same thing. I think he's probably looking back at that fight and thinking, if I was a little more patient, if I wasn't trying to press the issue, maybe round two looks a lot more like round one. That said, it, it would be... It would be not fair to not give credit to how special a striker Sean O'Malley is and talking about the way he talked about himself as a sniper, right? It was it was like Connor. You find the shot. There's that shot in there for you, and all he needs is that opportunity to land it, and Aljamain Sterling gave him one. Um, but yeah, I think if you're Aljamain Sterling, there's options in both directions. I would personally prefer to see him at 45. I don't want to see him having to cut this weight every single time. I don't want to see him back in that mix against the top contenders, I'd rather see a fresh coat of paint on it. I think he can be competitive at 45. I think he has the size. I think he has the tools where 45 can be intriguing and why not build yourself up. Now go for a belt in another weight class if you can if you can climb those ranks. So that's what I'd like to see. But I would not be surprised to see him back at 35. It would not shock me even a little bit to think, okay, I can still compete here and I could, and I could rebuild. What gets dicey is the Marab factor, right? Yeah. Like 35 is the division he ruled, and now he's not ruling it anymore, and he's still in the same division as Marab. That could potentially be dicey. And, and we're coming up on six months now since since yeah. the Marab injury, so he's only getting closer to his return. Yeah. Um, so I, I do stand by the 145 mood. One of the biggest – it's going to end up being one of the biggest moments of the year. Kind of crazy oh, how yeah. it lined up almost a year to the day of the Leon Usman moment. Like, yes. It's just wild how – these these last two October August pay per views have delivered such huge and, moments. And not only that, think about the parallels with kind of become a striker, but more of a wrestler versus long rangey striker. Like this is the same and kind it's, of prototype. It's, it's really crazy to see this behind the scenes now that that's becoming unveiled now that the fight is over about him not being able to grapple six oh, weeks yeah. leading up to it. Like you know he's. That that clip, I believe it was with Bradley Martin of of Sean and Tim, and they were like, "Yep, this is getting cut out." They obviously posted it now that the fight is over, and they're just like, "Yeah, there's a good chance." Like he just grapples us and chokes us out. Like it's just like there's a very real chance that it happens. I, I got a rib injury or whatever yeah. it is, uh, and like we've just accepted that. Um, and then still to go into the fight, like Tim, Tim was saying, uh, you know, anyone else is pulling out. Any anyone in in his shoes is probably pulling out of this fight, but. To show up, calm, cool, collected, find the shot, have the patience, uh, speaks volumes, man. Another parallel to Conor McGregor, <laughs> it feels like the Chad Mendes. It feels like, hey, I'm a little bit compromised, but I know if I can land this shot, I'm going to do it. 
And he did. And it, and it, 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 there's, there's echoes of Connor throughout everything that he's doing. Um, and, and you could, you could, it's very easy to do that on people's rise, but man, does he feel like he has whatever that thing is. One of the coldest lines of the year, the, uh, yes. I, I believe it was our very own Jose Young's maybe said, yeah. uh, they, all three judges scored round one for you. Uh, and then he said, what they score round two. Yes. Uh, I mean, that was, that was Absolutely ice cold. Ice cold. Um, so Sean O'Malley, Whew. the bantamweight champion of the world still feels weird coming out like i said all week because like i was kind of indifferent on who won i was like i mean for chaos factor i wanted o'malley to win but i i i very much enjoy aljermaine sterling and i was like man if he can pull this off if he can knock him out it will be so crazy will be so insane and and sure enough he did it and uh now this is the world we live in and it is a chaotic one for sure one thing worth noting and and again speaks to kind of sean o'malley's intention and nothing being accidental he does something that i think not enough fighters think about or do or, or in fact, go the other direction. All week, all lead up, he has talked about how great Aljamain Sterling is. He has yeah. talked about how good Aljamain Sterling is, the I'm best over. bantamweight of all time. If you put your opponent over, if you set the stakes and keep raising and ratcheting up expectations that Aljamain Sterling is so good, when you beat him, you become better. As opposed to the opponent who breaks down their fighter, you know, dismisses them at every turn and says, this guy's nothing. He's got nothing for me. I'm just going to take him out. Then when you beat him, what does it mean? It means nothing. It's insignificant. And so Sean O'Malley is very smart and very calculated in saying that Aljamain Sterling is the best bantamweight of all time, is great, and I'm that much greater, not accidental. Uh, and I think that that is I like that. I like that you said that because we can get into that in, in just a few moments. But let's move on from the main sure. event. Let's... Uh, I'll actually lose the wig, man. I got I got to lose wearing wearing glasses today. Uh I can't see a thing. I, I don't know how people I am always contacts. Like I can't see a thing. There's a clock over there. I can't barely read it. I can't see the monitor. Like I am can't speak either. I, or what? I am wow. there we go. All right, Frankie. I mean, I was I was about blind there with without the glasses that whole I was flying blind with the with the Sean O'Malley conversation. I, d- I dare say Sugar Helwani was one of your better looks though. I, uh, yeah, I, I they, yeah, the combo, the combo yeah. there. Yeah, looked, yeah, yeah. I looked great. Uh, let's, let's, let's lose the chain here. Uh, the co-main event of the evening. Yes. And still, Wiley Zhang uh, in just one of the most dominant five-round decisions I uh, I have had the pleasure of watching. Um, outstrikes are on total strikes, 296 to 29. I mean, they, we get... Scorecards across the board, 50-43, 50-44, and a 49-45. Racks up 16 minutes of control time. Other than the moments when uh, Lamoche had two sub-attempts in there, it was one-way traffic for the full 25. Yeah, it's worth noting. If, if ahead of time I told you that this fight was going to be contested mostly on the ground in positional control, you probably would have guessed that Zhang Weili won this fight, right? Very smart game plan take a very dangerous striker to her credit as one-sided as the scorecards were as one-sided as the uh metrics were as one uh, as one-sided as the strike statistics were amanda lamosh felt dangerous at all times which i think you can't say about a lot of fighters like by the time you're getting dominated in that capacity so a lot of times they start to fade when she landed she landed big and especially in round five there were some shots that that i think were adding up as zhang Lee starts to get more tired She's a load for a lot of different fighters in that division. I don't think this is going to set her back very far. I, th- I think oh, she's so. going to be in fights with a lot of the top strawweights. And man, that power is real. Her power is yeah. absolutely real. But Zhang Wei Li just, her game plan between the striking and between the, the grappling, she just was not going to lose that night. Would I be off like comparing it to Pena Nunez too? Sure. Pena dangerous throughout the whole fight. 
uh, but obviously the scorecards very uh, very wide when it came to the end of it. Our friend Juliana Pena getting another right uh, pick in the parlay pals uh, on. Wiley Zhang, and uh, yeah. you know we'll we'll get into that in a little bit as well. Do we have to? Maybe we don't. So let's <laughs> so, that. I mean, let's talk about it, dude. What changed? What flipped in Wiley Zhang? Just not even two years ago, not even two yes. full years ago, she's losing a split decision to Rose Namajunas. Now she's back. Two finishes over Joanna Young, Jacek, Carla Esparza gets the belt back, and now a just if, dominant performance over Amanda Lamosh. Like. If, a flip has switched. If I'm going to be honest, a switch, I re- flipped. a switch has flipped. If I'm going to be honest, I really just think it's Rose Namajunas is a is a bad matchup for her. She doesn't have the sauce to beat Rose. It, in my opinion, that second fight was pretty close. I actually think in real time, I was watching it in the arena. I actually think I scored it for Zhang. Okay. Um, there was some, her only her only two losses in the UFC are both to Rose, and that doesn't surprise me. Like it feels like the package, the combination of skills that she has, where her physicality comes into play, where her grappling can come into play, where her striking can come into play. She's so well rounded and so solid everywhere. She's not going to beat herself. It seems like Rose just kind of had her number. A lot of the other straw weights, I don't think, are going to have that that combination of skills that Rose has. Um, and now with Rose out of the division, it seems like Zhang has an opportunity here to kind of separate herself. Don't have that skill set. I think it's that. I think it's really that. I think she would have continued to roll until she met opposition um, that was similar to Rose Namajunas. Now we've got some fun, interesting challenges ahead for her. I think Yan Xiaonan is is maybe more in the mold of where she's going to be able to look good. She's going to look like herself. <sighs> But Tatiana Suarez, man. If if you do the the Yan Jiannan fight, it has to be in China. At, it, oh, you don't do that anywhere else. Even even if it's a uh if it's like a fight main night. event of a fight night. Yeah. I, I'm totally cool with that as well. Uh but if you can do it in China, I mean I feel like the place would go absolutely bananas for them. And I I would love to see that fight. I mean, Yan Jiannan has been very impressive of late. Uh but man, Ariel's not far off with with the Tyler Santos or uh Tatiana, Tatiana Suarez, Suarez, I'm sorry. Uh getting the next shot because I mean she has looked she looked incredible before the layoff now she's come back two finishes I believe uh looking fantastic it does kind of feel inevitable there as well I think it's inevitable that Tatiana Suarez gets the shot it would be a misstep in my opinion to not do Yang capitalize right to capitalize and Zhang in China because you can make the argument for her being there oh yeah her resume is is up there her resume is solid she deserves a title opportunity it would be a misstep, in my opinion. I think if you can lock down the locale, if you can say we have an event, we have a venue in China, and and they've been to China before, do that fight. Uh, Make it a headliner of a fight scenes. night. Scenes, yes, headliner of a fight night. Same as we're doing. Look, scenes would be amazing. We've got the card in Vegas, the U- uh, Noche UFC card. Yeah. Uh, Alexa Grasso is headlining. It's a fight night. You do the same thing in China with Zhang Weili. You headline, you do the Yan Chanan fight, and you have the winner fight Tatiana Suarez. Either of fine. those fights, either of those fights. Yan Jianan in China or Tatiana Suarez, I would be wildly excited for. Yes. I, I love that we have this juice back at 115. Absolutely. Fresh faces at 115 is very nice. Fresh faces to take on a now seemingly dominant champion. Absolutely. Like it just feels like there is there is no stopping Wiley Zhang right now. It is it is wildly impressive. Let's move to the the featured bout of the night. Ian Machado Gary takes down Neil Magny in yes. another dominant decision. You talked about uh, Sugar hyping up Sterling all week. Ian Gary did not do much of that with Neil <laughs> Magny. He's lost to everybody. He does this. He does that. You know, really kind of, I mean, 
for for lack of a better word, I mean, he was essentially just shitting on Neil Magny all yeah. week. Uh, and then af- afterwards, he gives him the the praise of, you know, he's fought the best of the best in the division, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but not much love lost between the two. Yeah. Uh, imp- uh, impressive performance. Performance was wildly impressive, especially how he's been stepping it up. Like like we said, like yeah. kind of struggled against Jordan Williams a little bit, got dropped by by San Canan, and now first-round finish over Daniel Rodriguez, who was wildly tough. And... A dominant, dominant. I think. I think one scorecard was a thirty twenty four uh, in there. Complete one way traffic. Complete one way traffic. Really Never in danger either. I mean, just dropping him. Yep. How many did he drop him five times with leg kicks? Like yeah. it was, it was brutal. And now might find him find his way into the top ten. And like you guys said, I mean, we're one or two wins away from a title shot for Ian Gary, which feels crazy. Um, your whole thought process around him, the the open workout, the the going hard at Neil Magny, and then the performance itself, uh, your thoughts on Ian Gary? He's doing everything right, similar to how I was talking about Sean O'Malley, right? He's 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 building. I I will say he he seems to not be Sean O'Malley feels a little bit effortless. Sean O'Malley feels a little bit like, hey, I'm <laughs> do, I'm doing what I'm doing. You either vibe with it or you don't. You either draft with it or you don't. His feels a little more manufactured, a little yes. bit. Uh, I think that I think he would even agree with that. There, there is clear effort and and calculations going he's into. He's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. Getting going into everything that he's doing, but I mean, and, there are fans that are loving it. Oh I mean, no! The, the, when he showed out at that at that bar, like the scenes were incredible, and I love that. You know, he's like, don't no one disrespect anyone, no one create any problems. Like we're here to have a good time, we're here to have fun. Everyone's getting shit signed. Everyone's getting a picture. Um, for better or worse, he's it. he's settling into like a cool dad role, right? Like everybody be yeah. cool, everybody be calm. <laughs> right. Go talk about the kids. We're gonna yeah. do the, everybody's safe. Imagine imagine like being the guy at the bar, like uh, and doing something out of the out of the ordinary, adding water. Yeah, yeah, doing something disrespectful, and then it's just like, oh yeah, you want to fight? It's Ian Gary. No, no, no. Uh, slapping the sippy cup out of people's hands. Um, to that point, I don't mean that in a in a. I'm not necessarily making a, a quality analysis of that. Just just pointing out that it feels to me Sean O'Malley's a little bit effortless. Ian Gary's a little bit more intentional, a little bit uh, more uh, manufactured from that perspective, but effective. Working. Oh, yeah. We're talking like, about him, too. And his performances are backing it up. His performances are backing it up, man. This is where, this is where I think the, the, the key part of it comes in. Sean O'Malley, even. Until you get that performance, which I think the Aljamain Sterling performance was, all of this is just the lead up to that. It will not. It will not pay off. It will not lead to anything. If when you get to that opportunity, when you finally get to that golden moment, when you're headlining Dublin, when you're in a title fight, and you fall short, it was for naught. And this was the thing that Conor McGregor did and Ronda Rousey did that I think people forget and think that they were all the hype and think that they were all the things outside the cage. When they got to those moments, they shine the brightest. And we saw that from Sean O'Malley on Saturday. We saw when he got that opportunity injured dealing with with adversity he was able to shine when ian machado gary gets that opportunity is he going to shine is he going to be headlining in dublin and absolutely knock somebody out in front of that crowd is he going to be in a title opportunity and win it this is where the payoff comes this up until now this is just the preamble this is just the appetizer this is just the setup it's a good way to put it i mean that's a good way to put it i i love love the idea i know i know he's been in the states uh 
for every one of his UFC yeah. fights so far. Smartly so. I know they're pushing New York. I I, I kind of love the idea of, of re-racking the Jeff Neal fight. If it's available, he's yes. ranked number eight right now. I feel like that's just another beautiful stepping moment. And if he wins that fight, then in 2024, we book him in Dublin, headlining a fight night in Dublin, Ireland against... Someone in the, I mean, he's not going to fight Gilbert Burns, obviously, because they, they fight on the same team. Hamzad is is ranked fourth, but he's obviously moving to middleweight. You you can't imagine Bilal would take would take that fight. Uh, I mean, there's 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 really not a ton of pickings for him at at welterweight. Like, do, do they match him up with Shavkat? <laughs> that feels like you're kind of killing off two prospects, right? We've talked yes. about this before. You really yeah. want to avoid those, but I do think there's going to be a lot of top ten guys that are like no. I, well, I think I think after the Jeff Neal fight because we there have been reports that uh, that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson was offered the so, fight, but what so were to the, be fair, Dana White, said Dana White, that, said right? That. We don't know what were the circumstances around it too. We we don't fully know. Was this you yeah. know was he offered a full camp? Everything like that, obviously not. Um, so maybe that one is still in play. I mean, man, that Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and and Ian and Machado he Guerra headlining in Dublin. If like say he beats Jeff Neal and then he goes and headlines against against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson in Dublin, I mean the scenes would be chaotic. I if, mean the roof would go off the place for this kid. If Wonderboy is up for it, and maybe the reason that that fight wasn't made was the timing of it or the negotiation with the UFC about getting paid for his previous fight, and Wonderboy is willing to fight Ian Gary, let's do it. Let's roll that out right now. So here's here's the thing. Let's let's say it's not Wonderboy. Let's say he he fights in. In November in New York, and he yeah. beats Jeff Neal. He he takes on number eight Jeff Neal. So now we have Ian where there's Gary. a built-in storyline because of yep. what he said. He's playing mental games with him. The whole shirt. I'm sure Jeff Neal wants that back. Yep, of course. Rank number eight, perfect, perfect yep. lineup for it. Let's say he goes in and he wins that fight. Now we have Ian Machado Gary sitting around seven or eight in the rankings. If it's not Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, it's it's going to be a big test. It would be Shavkat is sixth. Yep. Gilbert is fifth. He's not going to fight Gilbert. And t- and timing wise, just to to stop down for shot on Shavkat for a second, Kelvin Gastelum falls out. It seems like he's maybe trying to stay on, but without an opponent, maybe we we roll it forward to November. MSG big spot. It's possible. If Ian Gary fought Shavkat Rabinov <laughs> and won and did it in, in front of a New York crowd, you talk about a star being born. If he beats, if he to go were to go in there and beat Shavkat Rachmanov. Do you, do you even do the Dublin headliner? Or do you just throw him into a title shot after that? You throw him into a, a title shot, and on the other side of that, <laughs> aren't they teammates? If uh, are they? That might actually be Shavkat has been at ATT before, hasn't well, he? Yeah, so maybe maybe there's, maybe they wouldn't fight. Hmm. Maybe they good. Look at Frank. Look at Frank, dude. Look at Frankie Beans over there. On the other side of that, let's say a Shavkat or anybody else, if they beat Ian Gary. That they get the momentum, yes, right? right? They right, get right. the opportunities. The build that he's been doing, and speaking to what I was talking about earlier, the build that he's been doing would now be for them. I'm not going to lie; it's kind of tough booking him beyond a it's, Jeff Neal fight. It's tough. the The, the top of the division is not going to want that fight. Are you going to do Ian Gary, Kamaru Usman? Well, I don't I, think Bilal's... I don't think Usman wants that fight. And not from the please, please, please. Let me clarify something for a second. When I say they're not going to want that fight. They're not I don't mean that in. The fight. They're scared Obviously. of Ian Gary. They're scared of this person. They're scared of that person. There is there is a risk that you're putting. There's something that you're putting on the line in terms of your ranking to fight somebody who is further down in the ranking, especially that far. Right now, he's fringe top 15. Right now, we're talking about cracking into the top 10. If you're somebody like Kamar Usman, who literally just lost the title, to go down and take that opportunity may not make sense for you. 
if you're looking to hunt and get back into that title picture. So that is what I say. Kamar Usman is not scared to fight anybody. Let me just be very clear about that. And neither is Bilal Muhammad. Neither is anybody at the top of that division. But it might not make sense for where you're thinking about your next step and where you're going in your career. So yes, it's tough to match up. The wonder, In my opinion, the Wonder Boy fight makes absolute sense. It's a perfect fight. Headlining in Dublin, that just sounds, that sounds incredible to me. Or in, a, in an amazing feature fight at MSG. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or December. Why not? Sign me up for any of these. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, So Ian Gary, I think Jeff Neal is next. Maybe maybe Wonder Boy, maybe Wonder Boy, but I, I like the Jeff Neal fight next. And it's kind of tough to book him, but then if he gets past Jeff Neal, then we're we're seriously He's getting going into the to have range. To fight somebody. Oh, of course. And someone very serious. And someone to. someone to get him push him into that it's time for the title shot. It becomes a situation where the UFC is not going to give the opposition the much of a choice. Like Ian Gary's your fight, and this right. is what it's going to be. We're not there yet. There, there I feel like there's there's uh, flexibility and latitude for those people to say I don't want to fight Ian Gary yet. And still just just 25 years old, man. He's yeah. He's got time. He's got time. So no uh, rush. Going to be interesting. He said four fights from the title. That's where he's kind of like That's, <laughs> put himself. I, I really think three fights from now will be a title shot for him. Sure. I think he's got two more wins, and then the third will be the title shot. That's obviously if he keeps winning. Obviously, a loss derails all of this yep. um, and, and you know muddies the water a lot. Uh, but yeah, very interesting to see what's going to happen with him and 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 brilliant performance by him as well. Uh, the disrespect to Magny was, uh, you know, got to do it in the in the build up to the fight. Let, let the throwing the birds during during <laughs> the fight. Uh, I feel like we've seen that from someone before. Fight that you're do we have any? Yeah, I mean, when better to do he it? He seems to genuinely dislike Neil Magny. Here's the thing. Again, feeling intentional, feeling smart, like he's. There's not a there's not a whole lot you can really do with Neil Magny, right? Like I guess who doesn't like just, Neil Magny? Like right. it's kind of he had to find something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Make well, fun of the butt scoop. The butt scoops were, were great. I mean, those not, were when when he did the full octagon cage to cage yes, butt scoop. Yes. That that was a tremendous moment. Uh, rolling along on the main card, Mario Bautista picks up one over Demond Blackshear. Uh, you know, obviously that short was short notice for Blackshear. short notice that was supposed to be Car- Cody Garbrandt. Demond Blackshear. Shout out to him, bro. Because not only not only did he fight the week before on the prelim of an Apex card, and then he gets in on the main card of a pay-per-view, he showed out, man. Like, it was a close competitive fight. Like, there, there were some people calling for him to win it. Against a guy in Mario Bautista who people are very high on. Yes. Like, this is one of those prospects that people are earmarking. So to do that on a week's notice, this is a stock up for both yeah. guys situation, in my opinion. For sure. For sure. Uh Great performance by by both guys, and and now Demond Blackshear has has the respect of a lot of people, yes. including me. First fight on the main card, the the opener, Cheeto Vera, big. I feel like that was back against the wall type moments. He had to get that win uh, over Pedro Munoz, who is not an easy out, man. No, I mean, I mean, we saw him take on Chris Gutierrez uh, in his last fight as a big underdog as well, and roll to a thirty twenty seven decision victory. Uh, and that fight was close, man. I mean, I know I I think there was a thirty twenty seven scorecard, yeah. uh, but. Cheeto Vera got on the horse early, man, and he was working that jab, and he had a ton of success with it. It wasn't one of those typical slow starts from Cheeto, uh, and it was a great performance by him. He got himself a win, and he may, he may have just got himself a title shot. Very composed, technical performance from Cheeto, right? Not just, not just looking for the flash, not just waiting for the knockout to kind of appear and, and take that opportunity. Knew that he needed to win this fight, um, and in my opinion, did enough. I, I would have scored it maybe 29-28 for Cheeto. I thought it was 29-28. 
I thought uh, I thought Pedro won round two, and then Cheeto I, bounced back in round three and 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 was impressive. I I thought Cheeto won round one, uh, but conventional. To, to your point, man. I mean. He did what he had to do. Like I felt like he knew Pedro was not going to back down. He knew he was going to be in oh, his yeah. face, relentless oh, the whole time. And dude, talk about the toughness of these two guys. Yeah. I mean, they there there was nothing that was going to put those guys out. Uh, and also, we noted it on the watch party on Saturday. This dude Cheeto, like they're going into round three. Looks like he's just getting off the yes. bus, man. He's just he's just chilling, man. Barely breaking a sweat. Like it feels like he could. I know people always say it about guys with great cardio. It feels like he could actually go for 10 rounds. To be honest, good or bad, it's kind of how he looked in Sanhagen too, right? Yeah. Like It was just like, he looks like the same throughout a fight. He's never been knocked down, never been knocked out, and like doesn't doesn't really wear damage that much no. either. No, the, you see the photos of him in some of his tougher fights. He looks like he's got a little red on his face, no scratches yeah. on him. He, he wears it well. Um, he's always dangerous. Performance that he needed, in my opinion, just to right the ship, right? Say, hey, I'm still here. I'm still a top contender. And man, did he get some help. When Sean O'Malley oh won that fight. Oh my God. <laughs> man, did he get Was he the out. happiest person in the entire Other arena? Than Sean. I think I think Sean O'Malley was here and then Cheeto and then Tim Welch. I yeah. think that was probably yeah. the power rankings of happiest people in the arena. The, the moment that fight ended with with O'Malley and uh Aljamain Sterling. Maybe ten tweets from Cheeto Vera. I'm <laughs> ready. Like, it's yep. coming. I'm good to go, Tidal man. Shot. Whenever you, I can go, I can come back out into the octagon. I mean, uh, Aljo and uh, Sean didn't go that long. I can come back out. We'll yeah. just we'll just do we'll five rounds now. right now. Uh, picked up a huge opportunity here. Let's see whether it's next for him or not for O'Malley. That is, I don't know uh, what's next for O'Malley. I don't know, but Cheeto Vera will be fighting Sean O'Malley for a title, uh, in my opinion, at some point. That scenes, that has to happen. Scenes that to around happen. that. Uh, are going to be fantastic. Two two fighters that the whole bantamweight division, man. Uh, there's there's not a guy in that division that I dislike. I mean, there's really not many on the UFC roster, but like Mar- Marlon Chidovera and, and Sean O'Malley at near the top of the list of of favorites to watch. I feel bad like saying the word loser, right? Because he's not really a loser and didn't lose. But man, it feels like if Corey Sanhagen was healthy, this would have been his moment, right? Like if Corey Sanhagen just off that performance against Cheeto comes in. And, and then and then with the injury, the way that he handled Rob Font on short uh, Sorry, Font. Uh, uh, well, and I mean, also dude, Cheeto, it was also yes, Cheeto this Font year. the most recent. Uh, a dominant victory. I know it was a split decision, but that was one of the worst scorecards of the year, if not the worst. Yeah. Uh, because it was one-sided for Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, man. It, it would have been. But what, who knows what's... This sport moves so unbelievably fast. Who yeah. knows what's going to be waiting for him on the other side of this injury? I mean, the 135, y'all, y'all can continue to harp on 155. 135 is, is the most interesting <laughs> division to me. Because all this, Marab going to be coming back from injury soon. Sanhagen going to be coming back from injury soon. Umar, what is going to happen with him? I Sean mean, O'Malley champion. Sean O'Malley is the champion. Aljamain Sterling in the Aljamain Sterling, like what is still going to happen yeah. with him as well? Cheeto looks like he's going to get a title shot. I mean, there's just so many storylines going I, on with this division. It's incredible. I will not debate you. It is the most interesting. I still... Thank you, thank you. 55 deepest, in my heart. The, the best. Deepest and the thank best. you. Shout out to 135. Um, but 35 is fun. And Sean O'Malley becoming champion, I think, adds 10 layers of that, right? Aljamain <laughs> Sterling was a dominant champion, fought the who's who. He, uh, I'm not going to go on my soapbox. I don't think he got the respect that he deserved as champion. I'm hoping that he gets the respect he deserves now that he's not champion. I don't, I'm not holding my breath. Hopefully he's not either. Uh, but I think he deserves it. But now it, the, the, the opportunities that have just opened up with Sean O'Malley as champion of 135 are infinite. Th- this is going to be a lot of fun. We, we keep talking about his superstar prowess. Yes. EA Sports, UFC 5 coming out 
very soon. You could do worse. Still haven't announced the cover. <laughs> Any chance we see uh, you know something similar yeah. to this uh, on the cover of that game? You because, could... I mean, you talk about the superstar. La- last time out, it was Israel Adesanya and Jorge Masvidal yeah, on the, the cover. cover. Yeah, feel like you you catch lightning in a bottle and you put you put Sean O'Malley on the on the cover of of UFC five. And it just, the skyrocket continues. You could do right? worse than a Sean O'Malley video game cover. <laughs> I bet it'd look pretty cool, too. I mean, yeah, I, I, got a good look for I, it. I imagine it's it's going to look good. Let's jump into the prelims a little bit uh, before we close out the recap. Chris Weidman, back. Looked very dicey for a moment there early on in the second round. Yeah. Brad Tavares obviously going heavy on the leg kicks the entire way Smart through. Uh, and like it looked like a moment when we started seeing the hobbling from Chris Weidman. I was like, no, like it, it was it was like a wave of sadness caught over me. I thought we were, we were going to see a leg kick TKO, but he fought through, man. And there was a moment where he started bouncing back and he started bringing the fight to Brad Tavares and like he gives him Doing a leg the kick. Max. He yes, and he checks the leg kick and he like points to the ground and he's Let's just like, it. I'm here, ten toes down. I'm ready to go. Uh, that was an incredible moment. I was hyped up. I was like, oh, Chris Weidman, like he's the the tides are turning. Unfortunately, he doesn't get the hand raised, but makes it through it. Um, legs chopped to hell and back. Yep. I mean, I, I I don't I I think I heard something about some CL blown Dana, out. Dana, ACL, Dana, MCL Dana the post fight presser essentially said that uh the doctor, the UFC's doctor, uh said that there was some kind of damage to the leg. Your your thoughts, Ariel stood firmly that it is not time for him to retire he he can go out when he wants to dana obviously uh saying that he thinks that it's time especially if he's going to have to recuperate after another injury um your thoughts on on chris weidman and the continuing of his career i thought ariel absolutely nailed this which is one i don't think dana white was being disrespectful in the sense that he's saying he wants to see chris weidman walk away he said i don't think so either chris weidman has done literally everything there is to do in mma there is nothing that he's holding on for now that would add to the legacy short of somehow making a run and getting back to a title. There's nothing that he doesn't have on his resume that he's adding right now. He's adding money to his to his family's uh, to his pockets and his and his family and he should in my opinion be able to do that. He did not come out and get knocked out on a compromised leg. He looked pretty halfway decent to me. Brad Tavares had a better game plan is a is a really solid uh fighter at middleweight. Don't have an issue if he gets another fight. Really no issue in my, in my opinion. Um, but do, but if you ask me, do I think that Chris Weidman gains anything or has anything to prove? There's nothing left. There's nothing left. His legacy is secured. He was the guy that dethroned Anderson Silva when it couldn't be done and has nothing left to prove in his career. But if he wants to, to suit it up again and wants to put some more money in his pocket and, and wants to make one more run, that performance to me wasn't one where I'm concerned, right? I'm not, I'm not health... Uh, concerned about Chris Weidman after that performance. I think there's a bit, and Ariel touched on this, I think there's a bit of a rush to retire people in this sport prematurely. And I understand it from the perspective that um, we want our fighters to stay healthy. This is a very dangerous sport. He's coming off a very brutal injury, and I get it. And I, I understand people being concerned for him. But he's an adult. He's a grown man, and he's making this uh, intention to continue to fight. And the commission is clearing him. At a certain point, I have to back up. I have to say this is Chris Weidman's wish and let him go with it. So I have no problem with him fighting again, but I also understand where Dana White's coming from and feel the same way. There's nothing left for Chris Weidman to prove. I'd be perfectly fine if he said, I'm leaving tomorrow. Great career, legendary fighter, did what could not be done at the time. Have have a great trip in the UFC Hall of Fame and enjoy the rest of your life. I'm with you, man. I'm 
I'm happy with whatever Chris Weidman That's wants it. to do. It wasn't a performance where I was like, oh man, it's time to go, Chris. Like it's it's done. I, I felt like if he thinks he's got another one in him, I I would be happy to watch Chris Weidman make the walk again. What a slap in the face it would be to Brad Tavares to say that, right? Like losing a decision to Brad Tavares <laughs> is not some mark on your career, in my opinion. Like Chris looked fine. He's coming off a very, very bad injury and looked fine. He looked yep. absolutely fine. To your point, he was the one pressing the action at certain points, even on a comp- what seemed like a compromised leg, right? Like it seemed like he was, he was in a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair after it feels like, walk. yeah, he was he was hobbled. He was fine. He was absolutely fine. I don't think we need to sound any alarms. If he wants to fight, let him fight. But don't don't make it disrespectful to Brad Tavares to make it like a situation. You lose to Brad Tavares, you're not ready. The dude was highly ranked for a long time. <laughs> He's fine. Brad Tavares is a good fighter. And had a motivation, talking about the the wildfires in, in Maui, had a motivation to really show out and have a good performance, which I think he did and we should give credit to. Like, it's not just Weidman in there. Brad Tavares is now back. Like, good performance. Ready to kind of reestablish himself. Good, good opportunity for both. Good fight for Chris Weidman to come back to. Okay with another one. No problem. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Uh, RoboCop, big <sighs> time. I mean... Little bit of, you know, some people saying elbow to the back of the head. It did look a little dicey, but I mean, still a, uh, what you were going to say something about when it? When they're moving in there, yeah, that's fair game, right? Like you're, you're not going to just sit there and launch an elbow to the back of somebody's head, but when the, the, the elbow is being thrown and the head moves into it and all those things, that's where it becomes a judgment call. And I'm okay with how that looked. He, man, that power is is legit, whether it be on the ground, whether it be on the feet. That dude is a scary dude. Fun right? fighter, dude. You know you're going to get an action-packed fight when RoboCop gets in there. I mean, the from from Saturday night to uh, a few fights ago when he had the cut as deep as a river on his forehead. Yes. Like, I mean, the dude is an all-action fighter. Uh, love getting to watch him go. The tough finales. Uh, Kurt Holaba. Can we talk about it, man? I mean, 0-4 in the UFC on tough. For those that watch, for those the real ones that <laughs> spent their time with Conor McGregor and shout out team, to AK Lee and shout out to AK Lee Hank. and Casey Lydon. Don't hey, don't forget that's right. Him, our boy Casey, uh, who My were in the Casey trenches. Lydon. Trenches, uh, tough season thirty one. Team McGregor, Team Chandler. Uh, Kurt Alba also looked like he was about to lose that fight to Lee Hammond. Uh, Conor McGregor got on socials and and referenced that how it was uh, you know just a, a lucky submission and they need to rematch it in the UFC. Uh, but zero and four in the UFC. Then he looks like he's about to lose that fight to Lee Hammond. Gets the submission, comes back. So set me straight on that. It, it, Connor's right to it. Lee Hammond degree. was winning the fight. It, it, this was in the tough uh, scenario where there's two rounds. If one fighter is up 2018, and it was looking like Lee Hammond was about okay. to be up 2018, okay. and then Kurt Holba gets a, a big submission win, um, and basically saves his prospects his, yeah his yeah. prospects of getting back to the UFC and I mean right now Kurt Hobbs is 36 years old so like there wasn't much prospects if he if he didn't get out of tough wow and then goes puts on a master class against his his very close friend Jason Knight uh, and then comes out here and gets a huge finish win over Austin Hubbard as an underdog and now he's back in the UFC I mean yeah. incredible story unfortunately for Conor McGregor and Lee Hammond in my opinion like you kind of move on, right? I don't think you're looking down at Lee Hammond, who was apparently had a great performance on the show and almost had him, and saying like, "This is the grudge match." Like I'm looking at UFC roster and saying, <laughs> "Here it is." Like it is funny how how like much Connor died on the hill for it. I mean, he was pushing. It was a rough season for Connor. Pushing for his guys. I still make the argument. Katona coaches challenge. He got the dub. Yeah, Team Blue. 
So, Big dub. Sorry, Mike. It wasn't enough to sweep, <laughs> practically sweep the show and do the best in in uh, terms of performances in the show. But yeah, uh, I mean, incredible for those guys. For Halaba, for and Katona. Katona. Katona and Gibson put on an absolute war. It was a banger. Fight I of hope the night. Fight, of, fight of the night. I hope Gibson gets a contract out of it. I mean, he's aging as well. Uh, it's tough to say because it was the tough finale and he did lose. But Dina in the presser said. We're gonna we're gonna take. Let's it. go, let's go. Yeah. I want to see as many of my my tough guys to get he said on. He was it. getting hounded, like it, you could not. I mean, die. it was it was a fantastic fight, dude. And the funniest thing is, on the last episode of of Tough, Cody Gibson and and Bracketona went at it. I mean, Gibson's dropping like everyone hates you. Your fights are so boring. Everyone turns Before off the TVs. They knew. Uh, yeah, before he punched his ticket to the finale, yeah, wow. and then sure enough, they put on put on that war. Uh, so shout out to them. Congratulations to them. Biggest. Can I ask you one thing, please. Have you ever seen Stefan Bonner versus Forrest Griffin? No. There's so many fights that I haven't seen. I've, I've almost considered doing like a uh, uh, like a rewatch series where I go back and like put my eyes That'd on these these incredible fights that I've never watched. I would love to see that. Kind of know the outcome of um, like to really show my my uh, you know new fandom my casualness. <laughs> I couldn't say confidently who won Forrest Griffin. Stephen Bonner. So, uh, Forrest no, Griffin. I almost don't want you to ruin it for me. I need to go back and just All right, watch I will not continue. The reason I bring that up, yeah. a lot of people saying, like, shades of it, um, because that was the finale of Tough yeah, One. Yeah, 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 And it was a back and forth kind of war. That was the one where everybody's calling up people. Now, we're not, like, you know, right, it's not right, the same right. time. People are calling up, you got to turn on Spike TV so you can see this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people asking like Dana, is this the best one since? It seemed like it seemed like that was the vibe. That it was people, a great fight, man. People were loving this, and I think, as I said in the post fight, Dana White said they'll they'll make sure Cody Cody gets handled. And shout out to Brad Katona, ultimate 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 fighter. Whatever <laughs> you may want to say, biggest miss of the night out of everything was them not having Another his trophy. his second trophy. I mean, that was that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but it was nice to see. It's nice to see the switch up. They they wear the tough uniforms when they fight out there. Uh, that always looks good. Uh, one last time in the in the old red and blue before yeah. we close the book on Tough Season 31. Um, Andre Petrosky, big win for him over Gerald Mearshart. Very close fight. Uh, expected a finish there, but uh, he he pulls out a win against a, a veteran opponent. Is that the fight that, you know, a great fight from both? It seemed like GM3 was hanging in there. Is that the fight that gets you Bo Nickel if you're Andre Petrosky? No, 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 no. But he, he kept banging the drum at the at the yep. post-fight presser. Uh, I don't think that's the fight that, that gets you Bo Nickel. Um, we'll see. I mean, he, he's still obviously— He wants it. He oh, wants he it wants bad. it bad. And it seems like not to his point. He made the point on the show with Ariel. He made the show in the post-fight. It doesn't seem like everybody's calling for Bo Nickel, right? No. It seems like there's a lot of, and this reminds me of Hamzat a little bit. There's a lot of people being like at the top kind of calling for them, but the people underneath, the people on the same level, it seems a little quiet, right? Like if you could, if you wanted that fight, you could have had it. Petrosky is the one who is beating the drum. I wouldn't hate seeing it, but it does feel like to me, if I'm yeah, I mean, Bo Nickel, th- I'm looking elsewhere. At this point in Bo Nickel's career, though, he it, it isn't like he's fighting the top of the division. So yeah. like a Petrosky fight does sort of make sense as they're warming him up into the rankings. To act like like Bo Nickel is like head and shoulders above Andre Petrosky, when course. Petrosky is what now, 4-0, 5-0 in the UFC? I, I don't even know what the, the actual number is. 5-0, yes. 5-0 in the UFC? Like Bo Nickel ain't blowing by that guy in terms of what the resume looks like. It'd so be interesting it makes to see. sense. And imagine the star power that would be created from Andre Petrosky if he would pull off a win against Bo Nickel. He's doing it right. Call for that shot and continue to beat that drum. Take your shot. You might get it. Same way people call for Patty. 
That that is what you need to be doing. That is what you need to be doing. Uh, last two fights on the card, Natalia Silva. I know you're a My big. Girl. I My know girl. you're a big fan of her. One twenty five. She seems to have a lot of fans uh, for good reason. I mean, bubbly personality, yes. athletic as it gets, man. I mean, she's she's doing like she looked like Dak Prescott out there with the with the with the hip <laughs> faints. I mean, yes. she was like fainting by just like turning the hips. I mean, it was incredible. But New, so, New York Jet, Dak Prescott, or no, uh, Patriot, no, 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 New England no. Patriot, right? No, 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 Ezekiel or, Elliott. Oh, Ezekiel yeah, Elliott. He's, he's still with the Cowboys. Yeah, we'll brush up on it. Aaron Rodgers, the help Jets. Me, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, football season starting soon. Yeah. We'll, we'll brush up the knowledge. 30-27 over, over a tough out. Uh, a, a veteran in Andrea Lee. Uh, I mean, she she is fun to, fun to watch, supremely athletic, and uh, she's putting together the wins now. So interesting to see what's going to happen with her at 125. This is what she needs. Andrea Lee is a really solid win for your career. And now it starts to go up, right? And now it starts to get into the into the rank conversation. You know what? I, I wouldn't mind if we're if we're not going to give her a ranked opponent. I don't know if she's going to be ranked or not. The curtain jerker winner, Karini Silva. I mean, yeah. puts on another incredible performance. She's still seventeen professional wins for her. Seventeen wins by finish. I mean, she is uh, she's aggressive and violent as they come, putting on impressive performances. Uh, giving Marina Moroz her first. Lost by finish. I wouldn't hate a Silva Silva matchup. Silva on Silva crime. I mean these 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 up and comers in the one twenty five division. I, I don't hate that. Again, to me, it feels like maybe you keep them separate. There's bodies, right? You you can kind of keep them separate and see where they go, and then maybe down the line, it reminds me. You know, you got the Macy Barber uh, Rebus type situation. That's that's where we go. Like you 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 keep them separate for a while, and then and then you kind of bring them together. Um, so yeah. Big, big things ahead for both, though. And a big car period. I mean, to to put the the bow on the present, that uh, was 292. Wiley Zhang, unbelievable performance. Sugar Sean O'Malley, the bantamweight champion of the world. I mean, fantastic, uh, fantastic outcomes on the card. I mean, in terms of what's next for the UFC. As a tough fan. Yes. Are you disappointed that Michael Chandler was there in the building supporting his guys, but not one Conor McGregor. No, because I didn't have any expectations for McGregor to be there. I, sure. I didn't think McGregor was going to be there. I heard Brad Katona say earlier in the week, like, yeah, I think Conor's showing up. I thought to myself, I feel like Conor, no was, on the, Conor was on the phone. He's just like, uh, yeah, I might make it. I might make it. Uh, we'll see. I'll let you know. I'll, yeah, I'll let you know, know. Ra. I'll, I'll let you know. know. Yeah, you gave him a heavy, I'll let you know. Uh, where so, typically someone gets off the phone, they're like, he's not coming. He's not yeah. coming. Um, so it also feels like with the fight in flux, that'd be a little too close to the sun, right? A little too much attention. All of a sudden, it's like Connor, are you when are you and coming if, back? And, and like it's not booked yet. It it's not been booked. Nice. Uh, Frank was holding out heavy for a uh, a date announcement from McGregor Chandler, but unfortunately, we didn't get it. Yeah, it seems like uh, to to the point that we talked about with Ariel earlier. The voice notes seem to allude to like he wants it in December, uh, but maybe maybe not. I mean, we, early next year. We can't we can't sit here and give a full audio notes breakdown <laughs> but i have to, i have to give a shout out to to the to the listeners and the viewers of this program tagging me in those it makes my day i mean if i when i see a tag and then i scroll up and i see the blue uh the audio note and hit, and you know the voice note coming out of conor mcgregor i was listening to the one it was a four-parter which actually now that i'm scrolling down it looks like they've been deleted i don't know if there's a if there's a time limit, that's very uncommon for Conor McGregor. Uh, but not expected. It it looks like they're deleted now. I was listening to it yesterday, the four parter, uh, and like I was halfway through it, and I was sitting there on the couch with my girlfriend. She's just like, "Who is that? And what are they even saying?" I was just like, "Oh, this is Conor McGregor." Just late you night know, Conor McGregor voice. Yeah, just, no, just strap in. Just just you know, a stream of consciousness from him. We're jumping from from place to place. Um, 
I half I mean. expect when I press play on those, like, what song are we going to be serenaded with? That's usually uh, the the songs are. That's when you know it's hitting. I mean, he yeah. he he doesn't just think; he knows that he has a great voice. Oh yeah, he loves he loves you, singing. You know yourself, as as he might say, or as you know yourself, somebody that's... we know who can't be here today. You know, who don't miss him? Nah, I don't know. Forgot who he forgot. even is. There's someone else that works on the show that isn't even there. Um, before, before we move on from Boston, one thing. Please. Can, um, throw in a curveball here. Can we cut to the back? Do we have a microphone in front of uh, one of our special guests today? We don't. Okay. Maybe just a, maybe just <laughs> a show them on camera just so we say, can say hi. Say hi. Look at that dark control room. We see someone. Who's that? Who's that in the corner there? One Jose Youngs of MMA fighting. Who was Let's on go. Shout out to Jose Shout Youngs. Out to Jose no, Youngs. Yeah. no microphone though. Man. I, mean, I guess I Frank just didn't have much see, to do. They just back didn't there. even care. I mean, I mean he's crazy, guys. crazy, crazy stuff. Low rent production. Well, okay. we're actually not completely done with the UFC 292 talk because we have to. Uh, we have oh, to yeah. talk about the bets. We have to talk about. Yeah, you do. The parlay boys, the parlay pals. We've Shout out Juliana bones Pena. to be picked. Oh, um, okay, interesting. It looks like I got a, uh, I got another ad read here, Frank. Is you that you what I do? Two. I got so two left. Make you, sure you do both. You want me to bang them out back to back? Yeah, let's do that. Wow, I, I, you know, I really feel important with this. Let's, uh, <clears throat> let's really get ready for this one. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, there's another one down. Expected these to fly a little bit better. And now let's get into the last one. Uh, you know, DraftKings, very close to the heart. Uh, I actually have some. Thank you, though. But yeah. yeah, we'll get a splash. Am what I do we think, dry? Frank? I dare say one of the best reads we've ever Am had. Am I on sounding parched? What was with the cat? Yeah, what was that? I mean, yeah. Meow. What? Oh, there it yeah, is. what is that, Frank? I thought that was maybe in the room with you guys. No, dude, you're dropping that in. What is that? It's a cat. <laughs> uh, breaking the fourth wall, I told Frank, I was like, yeah, go crazy with the sounds. Uh, that wasn't what you meant. Let's go ahead and, you know, not that crazy. Tight, tighten it up. Not that crazy. Are you going to do the next ad read? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Out? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, these are a little bit trickier than I than I expected, you know. I've written down the timestamps of, of a million bazillion ads yeah. in my lifetime, uh, running boards and, and producing various shows. Never been the one reading them. Exciting... You're doing great. Exciting stuff like for me. Stop, yeah. uh, exciting stuff for me. But like, there's it's a it's a minefield here of of different texts, and I have to make sure I'm reading the right ones. Um, so let's start this off. Thanks to our friends over at BetterHelp and DraftKings. That's the reads down, if I do say so myself. We're paying the bills over here. Don't worry about it, Ariel. We have got you covered. Uh, so. Where do we start? Uh, I mean, this, I don't even know where we're going. This will almost feel like a, a BetterHelp therapy session. Oh, uh, let's just go. Let's put the graphic up. If, if we, we have it, Parlay Pals, uh, another loss. Oh, you know, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen this because I was having a kid. I didn't even see this. Oh, a lot of green on there. Once again, a lot of green and just a. That sliver of red right next to old yeah. R.I.C. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mentally, where are you at? I mean, obviously, you're 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 on cloud nine. You're you're in complete jubilation uh, over the birth of your child. But then, 
again, you cost the parlay pals. Yeah, this is what three in a row now. Three in a row. Yes, we're all every, everyone. Everyone hits with you. So so me, Juliana, everyone. Else, nine for nine. Is it getting Rick, hot? Rick, zero for getting three. Hot in here. Uh, I mean, you okay? Temperature wise, I'm fine, dude. I'm My good. Color. I mean, I'm. I'm Wallet's a little lighter, but yeah. Oh. Uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah, right, right there. Um, how am I feeling? I'm feeling cold. I'm not. I'm. I'm not feeling great. It's. It's feeling. It's not feeling good. Um, I deserve to take the medicine on this. I'll be honest. It was the second thing I thought about um, while watching it. The first I thought about was, man, you know, I've. I've been riding with Aljo for a while here. The. The picks have served me well. Aljo's been somebody I pick when he's fighting. Um. And it felt like the under one and a half or the under the fight doesn't go the distance or any other under was really just kind of sitting there for me. Um, but I picked with my heart. I picked with my heart and uh, I went with Aljamain Sterling. And and let me just say, I was fairly confident as well. It wasn't sure, just sure. with the heart. If you actually listen to Sean O'Malley in the post fight, he says, look, like if you look at the resumes, if you look at the style matchup, if you knew I was injured, like you probably would all pick Aljamain Yo, yeah. Sterling. But uh, no, the, the, I have to take it on the chin. It's been a Listen, rough go. I'm, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to be like, uh, you know, you've let us down three weeks in a row. Uh, we're now tanking further and further into red. I don't know if we're ever going to get out of this because of you. Um, yeah, you're saying I, all of these words. No, no, no. no I'm not, not going to say, say those that. things. He's I'm not, not going to sit here and berate him. And, no one's and disappointed. No one. Listen. Me amongst amongst those people that is not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. Um, you know, we're we're not putting in the in the long hours of research and, and getting our picks right week after week after week and not cashing any of them because yep. of you. We're not saying you, any of you that. You would be a bad friend if you said anything. I agree. I I'm in 100 percent agreement with you, uh, and I support you. And I'm inviting you back for another week. Do do, do you want to? I don't want the invite. Okay, help me out. All right, J- a breather. Take one week away. Listen. Get get the broad spectrum. Spend some time with Logan. Sit down. Get the headspace right. It's been yeah. busy time for you. It was look, we've established a rule. You're the sole person to to get it wrong. You should be out. I should have been out last week. Juliana Pena's been f- killing it. Killing it. Oh, just, two and yeah. oh. Yeah. Two Let's and oh. Two and oh, no doubters. Let's also. just slide her in there. Let's just slide her in there. So let, me f- let me go let me go off to the side. Me, Frankie, and Pena Hold. for, yeah, for Frankie, UFC Singapore. Frankie, you and Pena. I'll sit out with Ariel. Then, you know, let me let me catch my wind. What I'll do, this is what I'll do. Maybe I'll make like a little secret ghost pick, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You test goes. the waters. You test the waters. Test the waters. I'm back, baby. You guys you guys go on a run, and then I'll slide back in there. You write it down. You write, write them down. I got plenty of pencils here sharpened. If you need a sharpener, I have one as well. Beautiful. You write down the pick, and then we'll, we'll open I'll the envelope. you guys. Yep. You just say, oh, there you go. I'll open the envelope post- uh, Post uh, card Singapore on on but Saturday. Let's not, let's not show them. No, I don't no, no, want no, people no. to know. We'll just yeah, yeah. It'll be between know. us. We we'll know if you got the confidence back. Um, I need my mojo back. So that's what we're gonna do back. then. I guess we'll do me, Pena. Frankie and Pena. How <laughs> we got here, I don't know, but we're here. Uh, this is the winning trio. I like it. Frank, do we go ahead and pick now, or do we uh, do we just? I think we have to. I mean, oh, okay, all right. I mean, I, I'm really open so to anything. Let's recap. Let's recap, and then maybe on the back end, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's. No, nope. nope. that's all right, though. I like that. I like that we got that in there. Let's let's go with the recap of uh, of 292. We'll start with the singles. Uh, man, I was like, damn. I really did bad on the singles uh, when I was recapping this. I was like, I started out bad. I did get the win on Friday night with Larissa Pacheco by knockout. That minus 150 was an absolute gift. I mean, absolutely. We should talk about that just to say, like, 
Larissa Pacheco, like, seems like a million dollars in her future, yeah? like Yeah, I think that's, like, almost a certainty at this point. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable performance by her. It took her 13 seconds to get a third consecutive knockout over Elena Kolesnik. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not a good matchup for Elena. Uh, the O'Malley-Sterling fight doesn't go to a decision. That was definitely my most uh, confident pick on the card. Felt like we could have gotten the finish in Mirshar Petrovsky. Felt like we could have gotten the finish in, in Jean Lemos and, like, we're, we're business is booming if we get either of those. Felt like we could have gotten the Zhang by submission. There were a couple moments where we were really close. Unfortunately, we don't. Let's go to the parlays real quick. I don't want to say it. Like I'm gonna knock on wood, but we've 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 had some success with with the parlays of late. Um, if we if we can go to the the graphic for it, there it is. Two and zero oh in the parlay. So we do. End up netting out. We can go to the final recap now. We net out up a, up a unit still. Nice. Six of the last seven weeks. Feels hey. like we're doing good. I mean, it was the uh, you know the Amanda Serrano under that cost that one mm. week. But I'm tough. I would, beat, ne- I would never say that. I would never say that. So uh, nice up sixty nine units all time. Back to that number. Nice. <laughs> um, and we're slowly approaching that that green mark in twenty twenty three. I got faith, man. I got four months left. I think I can get there. I think I can get there. Um, but we shall see. So that was UFC 292. Felt like it could have been a bigger night. Was really hoping we could have. Actually, while we're still here, can we do the big hitter real quick? We just got one today. Oh, wow. It's a little quiet. Um, We usually talk over this part. Oh, do we? <laughs> Let me just say, another costume change for GC. I mean, absolutely smashing. I mean, we have a we have a whole we have a whole department friggin' wardrobe back yeah. here. It, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, too. In this camera, the the green is reflecting down on the glasses. I'm looking look. looking pretty cool. A lot to go through this week. Got a ton of submissions, but I I ended up just choosing one because one was so impressive to me. It is our man Jay Singh. He is back. When you have a performance like him, you you get the one and only. You get the one and only. He goes a seven-pick parlay. Karini Silva, Natalia Silva, Petrosky, Brad Tavares, Ian Machado, Gary, Marlon Barron, Sean O'Malley. Puts $450 on that, and that's out 11580 Oh, yeah, and then he also hits an 11-pick parlay. Every one I just mentioned, plus he added in Zhang Weili. He adds in Mario Bautista. He adds in Gregory Rodriguez, and he adds in Kurt Holliba and Brad Katona. I mean, just unbelievable stuff. Puts 150 on that, wins $20,585, ends the night up, plus $32,165.93. That is, uh, that's not a bad night. Not a bad night at all. Shout out to him. If, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, eleven pick parlay was that the full card? He Did it get up because they added the tough fights? Yeah, uh, what was the final number? No, there was twelve. So yeah. he he left one off. Um, maybe he didn't though. I mean, that looks like that looks like every single one of them. Maybe maybe I'm tripping though. Either way, shout out to him. 30, yeah, thirty I mean, two thousand dollars here. Yeah, shout out. Thirty two thousand dollars is unbelievable. Um, and I guess like. We'll make some picks, Frank. No show on Wednesday. No show, no show for a little bit. Yeah. No show the following week. This this is a reminder. Uh, and then no show on Labor Day the week after that. So our return date will be Wednesday, September sixth. 
that's when uh, we will all be back, bright eyed and bushy tailed. Um, or, or do we just do a show? Like, let's. I kind of think so. Take it over. Does, do we even need Ariel's permission? Yeah. I mean, we got the keys at the place. We, we got. We, we might as Although, well. Just be our own I did time. just have a kid. Maybe I'll take some time. Want to take some time? All right. Yeah. Let's take the time off. Let's all right. Take cool. the time off. I do have a flight to Atlanta. Okay. I have to catch. Good. Um, Frank, you want to start us off? Uh, should we use the randomizer? Uh, I'll flip a coin because it's just between okay, me you know and what? you. Here, let's go. <laughs> nice. There's a lot on this card. There is a lot on this card. I think I'm going to stick with the UFC. Okay. Go to the main event. Yep. going to pick yeah. Max. Max Holloway, minus A50. Yeah, not is, a, it, is it that high? Yeah, it is that high. No, all right. You know what? Yeah, Max. All right, I like that. Max Holloway, uh... I'll leave I'll leave the door open. I won't we won't uh bit dig too big of a hole for Juliana Pena. I won't take Rini Nakamura because that would that would get us to minus three seventy with Pena to go. I will take uh I will take my man. Rolando Badoya minus two eighty five. Uh that gets us to minus two hundred with Pena to go. She's free to choose whoever she wants. We'll get her pick later in the week. Um and hopefully we'll get a win. Juliana Pena. Yeah. Who's going to be the one that costs it this week? Nobody. You guys are going to get this, this is a winning week. I think this is the winning now week. Now that I'm out, I, f- I feel like it's smooth sailing. I think this is going to be a winning week, too. Uh, UFC Singapore, looking forward to that one. Um, are you? Early start. I said I love early starts, and this this is an early start. That I believe a very early start. I believe it is a uh, 8 a.m. Main card. 8 a.m. main card start, 4 a.m. Uh, <laughs> otherwise. Um, and that's that. UFC Singapore, UFC 292. One more thing to do, being men of the people. Sure. As we are, we'll say we head to the chat, answer answer some questions, get a couple in there. We, as they say, we like to let our hair down, uh, however they do that. Um, Ariel likes to say that, yes. Ariel likes to say that. Uh, maybe some, maybe some uh, questions in the chat. Can we get any? That's the real question. Do people even yeah, care I mean, what we have to say? Um, wow, no response on that, I feel there's like. There's a little bit of a delay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll give it a couple minutes to populate. See if we get any There's questions. There's a couple of questions. Like someone wrote Smith earlier. That was. Fun. Oh yeah, Anthony you Smith. Anthony Smith is an underdog right now. Uh, rematch with Ryan Span. Uh, took care of business back in 2021 against Ryan Span. Obviously, at different points uh, in their careers. But uh, that is going to be an exciting fight. I think. I think we see a finish in that one. Um, Elijah wants saying, "Hell yeah, we care." Shout out. Is it better with Ariel gone from Sean Sullivan? I think that's a no-brainer. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is absolutely. I mean, what you don't get in interviewing the most notable people in the sport and pushing news and narratives forward and advancing storylines in MMA and getting a very um, important person in MMA and Ariel's opinion on things, you get the fun. You know, so you, those things are great, but we're we're trading it for some fun. Wow, this is great. We're actually getting some questions. A lot of people uh, saying we need to play darts right now. Frank, what do you make of that? Um, if we had only thought about that before, this I'm moment. down to play darts, man. I'm down for it. Cool. Yeah, let's just make sure we have all the mics ready to go. And the <laughs> I think cameras. we're good to go. Yeah. You saying no, Frank? I'm saying no. Wow. So if anyone That's wants okay. to be upset, they're gonna be upset with me. I'm ready for darts. I think that would actually be great. You, you're scared of the work. People want to see oh, the not- 180. People want to see the 180. I mean, look at that. I'm not at all scared of the work in the sense that I know I have no chance. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm just 
I'm just fodder. The man who normally yeah. sits here thinks he's the master of the darts. See, that might be something. The amount of times, the amount of times I've called for a championship level match with Hawani, I mean, he is ducking me left, right, and center. I try to butter him up. I'm just like, hey, so when are we gonna do the the darts match on on the program? And he's just like, oh yeah, dude, uh, we'll get to that. Yeah, well, I think we can do that at some point. I'm talking real deal 501 for the broadcasting world title here. So on that front, oh wow. I think this is it. I mean, I'm sitting here in the studio. I mean, this is put put it on the line, Helwani. Put it on the line. I'm here to take this in a mano y mano darts match. Wow. He doesn't want the smoke. We'll hear nothing from him. We'll hear nothing from him. And this is put the belt on the line. Darts. I need, Whenever he's ready to go down. Five oh one. This so when he does inevitably come back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Are are we like? Coming with a different posture? Is the chest a little more puffed out no, when he no, walks in? Are we going to be sitting absolutely in his chair saying, what, we have what him are you here for? Absolutely not. No, he absolutely not. back there? Uh, I, hit, I hit up like uh, 38 different fighters to come on the show and like 29. We don't want that. 29 of them left me on scene. Uh, the other nine blocked me. Uh, and we were never any closer to getting any guests. So uh, you have to keep the respect for, uh, for Elwani. He also, I have to say, I mean, we're, we're an Audi, hour 48 in this. I mean, he just goes, he just, he just wings and dings it. I, the bladder's starting to feel a little pressure. You got to give him an extra respect there. The amount, like my wife. The amount of runs that I make to and from the bathroom during the show uh, is well like known. <laughs> uh, yeah, so no, that's not happening. We have to give respect to... Uh, there was a time where this show used to be... And I'm uh, Joe. Alex can attest to this. There's like six hour versions of this show, and I'm talking weekly. Oh yeah, like there there's some there's some deep ones. There's some ones where we're getting out of here. It's nighttime, and we're and we're rubbing the eyes, ready to put on pull on the little hat the hat and go to sleep in the in the studio. One show a week though. One show a week. One show a week. We do the double duty. Now. We have to maximize. Um, we have to maximize the time. You know, I'm just now playing, we're doing just playing hours. devil's advocate. No, no, no. You're right. <laughs> just playing devil's advocate. Right. You know, it's more total hours, more cumulative. It wasn't. It I mean, look at this. I mean, I do. I have the. Do I have the hand motions down? Maybe a couple of these thrown in there. A couple of Seinfeld voice. You know, there's a thing. There's a few things we could work in here. The whisper into the microphone. Yeah. Maybe something like that. I mean, we're really working on it. Let's get back to the questions. Yes. Though. Uh, man, well, now I really now. Do we have the counter up? They stopped <laughs> asking the questions. <laughs> well, I got I got a couple here that I actually saved uh gcna updates on video versions of no bets barred uh we are waiting on that there is hope there is potential me and rick have been in discussion i see a little sly smile from him just nothing need a little yet. assistance nothing yet but we are we are efforting it as they say i will circle back with you uh when we have news cole b that would be big uh also with the gary wonder boy comment from dana what happened to we don't make fights on fight night the wonder boy hate needs to stop uh i don't think he made that fight yeah, I also don't. I, I obviously like potentially he offered it. I, I don't think there's too much hate for Wonder Boy. I think I think he's still a universally loved yeah. guy. Uh, Wednesday Iron Turtle interview. He's one. <laughs> he's one that blocked me. I actually tried to get him on. Uh, will we play darts? Frank said no. Unfortunately, um, I need a 10-7 Hawani hoodie. Me too. Any updates on the MMA Hour merch? I wish I had some. Uh, that is. That is one of the most. Uh, that's a touchy subject to me. That's a touchy subject to me. Uh, it'll it'll be in the book. It'll be in the book. We've got. Um, let me jump in with one from Ed Mashu, yes. Fighting Zone. Your your co-host on on No Bets Bard. Who's the next UFC champion to lose their belt? Wow, who's the next UFC champion to lose their belt? If the odds are, I mean, the fact that Jed's asking this question, it makes me only think of one champion that that comes to mind. It, it could be. It could be. Uh, Alexa Grasso, Valentina Shevchenko, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe revenge yeah. for Valentina. Seems like a, a Valentina's a big option. favorite in that fight. I don't think that's a terrible one. It, I, I'll tell you one. It's 
What's that? Uh, there's someone in your ear? I'm, I'm hearing there's, nothing. There's someone in my ear. Wow. wow this amateur, is amateur hour on my part. Um, I'll tell you when it's not going to be. It's not going to be Israel Adesanya. Sean Strickland is uh, is not taking that belt. All right, I like that. I'll go with I'll go with uh, I'll go with Valentina Shevchenko. It seems it seems like that's one that you got to kind of think she has a chance in, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, she's she's a prohibitive favorite. Now that tough is over, who do you want the two fighters featured for next season's tough hang? Um, next season's tough hang. <laughs> Is in question right now. That's uh, yet to be seen. What is the agreement that we made, Frank? If was it if Engano and Chael Sonnen are the coaches that you would do a whole other tough hang? Yes, if it's if it's Francis Engano versus Chael Sonnen on on tough, we will we will that'll guarantee another another edition of tough hang. I love that. I love the stipulation. Shout out to AK Lee and uh, EKC Leiden. Um, Tough Hang's a great show. It's funny you mentioned Chael because it was interesting to see him this week back in a UFC capacity. Yeah. He was on a panel for the UFC for the 30th anniversary. And let me just say, like, there is nobody that compares to that guy on the mic. He's it's just... Amazing, dude. One of the, one of the greatest of all time on, on the mic, man. The greatest, in my opinion. All right, I he's like that. just the guy. Um, Anytime you have a back. highlight reel, you're an athlete and you have a highlight reel of you trash, talk trash talking things, yeah and, i mean that's when you know that's when you know so honestly i don't feel like chael's out of the question now obviously it will not be francis and smart of you to to hedge there i don't think chael would be out of the question all right they all right i'll make it I'll make, I'll make it right now i'll make the statement right now chael in the next season of tough i'm there worth it i'm there he's been 100 already he's a great coach multiple times uh they could use chael man tough is uh tough is a tough hang yeah that show was aptly named let's just say that tough is a tough hang they could use chael sonnen i thought they could use conor mcgregor but they actually like decided not to use him right like to yeah. literally use him they're showing a lot more of non-conor and michael chandler which a little bit of a head scratcher here but uh i wouldn't mind chael sonnen tough uh sean sullivan says clip the thing about you uh, talking about champs, you will be wrong. He says, "Gab asks, will mm. Costa shave your head, GC, next time he's on?" Paulo Costa comes in studio and is willing to shave my head. Another haircut. The head will be shaved. Oh yeah. I, I, if it's Paulo Costa, this is my invitation. It's Paulo Costa is a friend shave of the show, head. friend of the show, barber. You, show. You've gotten a haircut from him. Um, the, you're in absolutely. safe hands. He's, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the best in the business. Uh, Brandon. QFGS, uh, can he come to the next watch party? I don't know. It's a little cramped in here, a little tight, a little tight in here. Uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Brandon uh, Brandon lives in New York. I, w- I want to say he's mentioned the Bowling Green stop to me before. Shout out to Brandon. Oh, by the way, close to home. Yeah, very very close to home. Uh, are these dudes memeing with the pencils today? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, it just helps me move along the conversation. It's a it's a focal point. It's uh, dare I say. Uh, you know, something I depend on mm. as I uh, as I get through the 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 program. Um, I've been waiting a couple of years for the nose merch. Me too. Um, happy anniversary to Brandon QFG uh, for his uh, for his badge. Can we have this show on Fridays before the fights? Wow, oh, wow, that's actually a great idea. Um, you get in touch with Vox Media. We'll get a little. Uh, Bump of the old P check, and I'm here. Once I mean, I don't have ratings, much to do. Once they see the ratings for this bad boy, yeah, I don't think they're gonna be able to argue it. You, I'll let you uh, be my manager. Who was that? Who was that? Can we get this? I lost it. Damn it, I lost it. There it is, Darren Miguel. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let you manage that, and uh, we get the bump. I'm here. 
I got nothing better to do on Fridays. I'm here. Sean or Volk on the UFC 5 cover? It's got to be Volk, right? I'm down with either of those, actually. That Volk is a great shout. Uh, also, shout out to me for pulling a Volk out of 25 tie-dye autograph on Saturday. My best pull ever. Oh, wow. No big deal. Nice. I mean, no big deal. Th that was the one thing I missed. I worked all oh, Saturday. I didn't, do the, I didn't do my main Volk's event Volk's one of my favorite fighters the on, the, on the watch too. party. Yeah, the, the white... I pulled just a piece of white cardboard. It was infuriating. No, what I meant was I missed the I missed the watch party. That's my usual main event slot. It would have been great to see me breaking down when Aljamain Sterling lost. Um, but uh, yeah, I missed that. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. Uh, Osio asked, "Was Tough Hang that bad?" No, actually, it was the greatest tough reaction show to ever hit the airwaves. For sure, Tough Season 31 was just that bad. Uh, Chael and Vandy again. I'm super down for it that. Makes sense, man. Was Neil Magny beat before the fight started? Kinda, no. Kind of seems like it afterwards. No. Right? Huh? That was just a performance where you huh? got a guy who's slipping down and you got a guy who's on the rise. That feels like the veteran versus the prospect thing. Like, no, not in my opinion. Like, let's let's call it what it was. He didn't look great against Phil Rowe, I believe was his last fight. Like, he looked good. He got the job done. But, yeah, that, that was a, a prospect catching a veteran on, on the way down. Yeah, Cross acutely points out no he was beat after the fight and that was good, <laughs> good call from him plus money mma asks will ariel sanitize his area from y'all's germs lmao yes every single one of these pencils this is definitely hitting the trash no chance he keeps this sharpener even though i gave it to him out of the love of his heart out of the love of my heart uh and frank what do you think over under we'll set it at nine and a half uh, uh is this different uh, no, is this, did someone touch Dude, you my... weren't even allowed to use this microphone Yes, literally, this is a new microphone because he was right. like, no, I can't have it. Uh, I have sprayed it, not set it a couple times today, so I can't really blame him there. But yeah, I can assure you, I can assure you, this will be wiped down. The set department has their work cut out for them, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. And then he'll bring in his own little pack of Lysols and he'll he'll separately wipe Although, them actually, well. it seems like Carefree Helwani is like in effect right now. Like maybe he comes back a different man. Like nah, because he'll he'll have booked a show. It'll be a pace po post pay per view Monday. No, it'll be it'll be the sixth. Uh, he'll have booked a show though. The stress the will be back will up. He'll back. be back. Yeah, he'll yeah, be yeah, back yeah, in yeah, uh, yeah, New yeah. York. Everything will be back. Yeah, well, this is definitely getting Lysol. It's gonna be. It's He's gonna enjoying be it right scene. now though. Shout out to shout out to Carefree Area. Uh, shout out shout out to Carefree Area. Uh, let's see who else do we have here let's nerd out gc how's the nintendo switch oh, oh my god you want to nerd out i have been nerding out with rick over and over about this i've been talking to frank about it too i am absolutely in love with it playing zelda breath of the wild right now uh just got my first uh beast the elephant from the water tribe uh electric moments getting that i mean it was it was fantastic stuff it i i I have to like, I told this to Rick, I have to like stop myself from playing it. Like last week was a very busy week with, with the 292 lead up. I had to be like, all right, got to chill. Can't play it as much this week. Cause man, once I get started, I'll be like looking and then I'll look back at the clock. I'll be like, oh shit. Like I've been playing this for like three hours now. Um, and this is just my first game I've started on. I like, I still got to get Super Smash. I got to get Mario Odyssey. Like then I have the newest Zelda to play. Uh, one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. Shout out to my girlfriend. And uh, if you're thinking, if you're thinking about making the purchase, I, I highly recommend it. It is great stuff. You can take it on the go. I've been playing it on the train, or you can play it at home on the big screen. Yeah, I've been thinking about one for myself, and then I just realized like I haven't played games in so long. It might either suck me in too much or too little. Then it becomes a toy for my daughter, and she doesn't need more of those. So I, it's one of those things that I'm watching you from afar. 
And I'm living vicariously through you. I'm enjoying how much you're enjoying. Oh, I love it. I, I really can't tell you how much I love it. Uh, JP34 asked what card set was from. It was a uh, a Panini Select Hobby Box. Um, great box. I mean, I got a lot of good stuff in there. TJ Dillashaw merch piece. Obviously, the legendary white cardboard card. Uh, auto from Giga Chikadze, right, as he makes his return for UFC Singapore. Uh, and a couple other inserts in there that were pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, we had fun with it there. What is um, the blank card thing? Dude, it's literally a piece of white cardboard. It looks like you're about to get like an autograph or like an autograph merch thing with like, uh, like a piece of their shorts or something. Uh, and like when I was pulling it, I want to say it was Israel out of Sanya behind it. And I was like, oh my God, I thought it was like going to be a huge pull. Cause I, I did call my shot. I guaranteed I'd get an auto from a champ, which I did. Oh, you got a good one. The yeah. last card. Dare I say the best card I could have mm-hmm. gotten. Um, so yeah, they they really fool you there. I've been I've been uh banging the drum on Twitter asking Panini what it's all about. No response yet. We're still waiting on that. So because uh, I know they, wants they to, usually at Panini. You know. <laughs> they usually do those cards where you can like redeem it. That's what I thought you were saying. Like you know how it's like it's like a piece of paper. It, it says what card you can redeem. Then you send it to them, and then they send you back the like, like an crazy. IOU? This, yeah, kind of. It, it basically is that, but uh, it sounds like it was just a blank piece of paper. Uh, do you guys think Sugar can become a double champ right now or ever? I mean, listen, anything's possible with this dude at this point. I mean, I, right I wasn't, now, I wasn't sold he was ever going to become a champion, and now he is. But uh, yeah, on the flip side of that, not right now. Not right the, now. The, the competition is Volkanovski, and if if Deporia somehow gets the belt, that is that is tough sledding at one forty five to move up. The thing that he benefits from a great deal is his uh, reach, his size, his stylistic advantages that he has at 35, right? He, for the first time ever, Aljamain Sterling was facing um, a reach disadvantage. I believe first time ever, at least like UFC, um, first time ever he's facing a reach disadvantage. That's a real big benefit. Once you start climbing up divisions, those physical gifts be- become minimized and go away. And all of a sudden you're in there with a guy who used to weigh 300 pounds or whatever the Volk um, rugby stories have become at this point. And he's short, he's stocky, but his arms aren't as short um, as you may think once you start moving up those divisions. So, yeah, I don't I don't like stylistically the way that looks against Volk. Um, so no, in my opinion, but ever now that's not out of the can't, question. Can't count it out the dude this is guy. so young. That's not. Yeah. I believe the youngest current UFC champ at this point. Now, um, I, I think I read years that. Years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, I would not count it out, but but not currently. I'm not uh, ready yet. Uh, Plus, Money MMA says, just know we all really appreciate this chat interaction moment. I appreciate the chat for for even asking these questions. I was getting a little worried there. I was like, oh man, no one wants to hear from us, huh? Yeah. Uh, Super Dave Fairtex says you should all fart on the chair. Done. Um, <laughs> Paul M says, when Connor and Ian Gary fight, will it be in Ireland? If they fight, yeah, that'd probably be a good place to put it. Doubt they ever fight. No. When I say doubt, I'm almost 1,000% sure they will never fight. That would be uh, quite ridiculous. Um, Let's see. Who else we got? Who else we got? Um, Colby, hope you see that. I I got lost here. I mean, there is... There's quite a few here. Let's see. Uh, Steven Dawson, GC, if you play any of the Pokemon games, you need to get Sword or Shield first, then either Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, Diamond, or Pearl. I'm going to go ahead and screenshot this, Steven, uh, because diehard fan of the Pokemon games. I mean, my my whole childhood growing up. Uh, so I appreciate that. Let's see. Uh, 24-inch dubs. It was my first UFC event at 292. The crowd was bananas. Huge pop for Ian Gary, lads. Uh, yeah, shout out and welcome to the chat. 
Welcome to the MMA fans chat. He's got the 001 badge next to his name. Whoa. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. I still haven't been to my first UFC pay-per-view. Still waiting on that. Mm. Uh, that that will be a great uh, moment when I... What are we thinking? When's it going to happen? Predict November? it now. Uh, I, uh, it would be sick in November. Obviously, the watch parties are a thing now. But, I mean, I got to skip Big one thing. to go. I got to skip one to go, right? Uh, you know. It'll be it'll be Do my aerial on vacation moment. You know, yeah. I get to step away from it, check in. Um, please don't let this be the last episode of New York Rick and GC Show. Wow! Shout out, thank you for appreciating. Coming soon Fridays, every uh, Friday. Mark your calendar. Is GC using Ariel's computer? Did he transfer the <laughs> sticker his own? Thank you, Somebody God. Noticed. Someone noticed. I mean, you know, the you know the one of these. Maybe I'll adjust the uh, the flags here. Yes, that is the old Nottingham Forest sticker after a a big win on Saturday. A uh, big win on Saturday. We got our we got our first three can, points to call off the season. Can, Shout out to Brighton. Shout out to my my goals over at Brighton. Shout out to Aston Villa as well. Leon Rocky Edwards team. Uh, both of them doing well this weekend. Now, to my eye, what this what? looks like like a printout of or something. Like what what is this exactly? Whoa. You should probably get those glasses checked okay. because this is the official Helwani Nottingham Forest badge. They ah, sent me one right. knowing that I was going to host the show today. Got it. Wow. Uh, Shout no, out this to Nottingham Forest. This is my laptop. Uh, you know, a laptop. Very powerful stuff. Early predictions on Dern versus Andrade. I mean. My biggest thing when it comes to that fight is uh, Jessica Andrade, beginning of the year, Molly Wops, Lauren Murphy. Yep. Beautiful performance. Takes the short notice fight against Aaron Blanchfield, gets finished. Uh, and then I think two more fights has been finished in a row. She recently fought uh, and against Tatiana Suarez, got finished. And there's a world where she ends up getting finished again by Mackenzie Dern. Like, that would be a rough way to end a year that started so well. We love Jessica Andrade because she's so game and she's stepping into these fights and giving us matchups we want to see. I think it's time to like manage the career a little bit better, take a step back, not be so willing to be the dance partner for some of these like really good up and coming type fighters and just like maybe step back and and be a little more careful with the career. I'm not look, you know, more power to her. If she gets it done, we'll be looking at it and saying, "Wow, she's back." Um how silly were me? But man, Mackenzie Dern's skill set seems to be one that plays right into the hands, um, or rather not not plays into the hands of Jessica Andrade, but like is the opposite of what you want to see from Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade is a, is a finisher. Mackenzie Dern is extremely tough. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that easy um, for Andrade to just kind of steamroll her. Um, if we've seen nothing else, we know Mackenzie Dern is very, very tough. Um, and then once it hits the ground, man, that's going to be tough sledding against Mackenzie Dern. So I don't love the style matchup for her. And I just feel like, why does she need to return so soon? Like, why can't we just have a little more time off? Why can't we some, fight somebody a little further back and uh, really be a little more careful with the career? Because I feel like uh, this is not the way. Yeah, yeah, I, I do worry for her, and I, I hope she ends up not getting finished in that fight. Um, Look, if she gets finished by, like, a submission, right? Mackenzie Dern arm bars her. Or it's completely different, right? We're not talking about potentially being knocked out again. But even there, like, the, the, the slide is is very steep to your point oh, yeah. like beginning of the year we're like oh my god Jessica Andrade and now like it feels like it's gone off the rails a little 100%, bit 100% 100% Baboon says GC and Eric are both looking handsome thank you if I do say so myself not really my style but I can pretty much pull <laughs> off anything so uh, I do I do uh, appreciate that Brandon asks again do you guys watch one championship Friday YouTube cards they're action packed uh yeah that's actually a great way to start my morning have a little coffee get on YouTube 
Uh, can't see the amount of viewers. I've always wondered that. But yes, they are very action-packed. Yeah, I'm watching as well. Uh, Nefalti HD HDZ asks, uh, if I listen to Larry June, yes, on occasion I do enjoy him. Uh, the Great Escape is a new album. Enjoyed that one. If you really want to enjoy him, uh, Action Bronson, he did a... Uh, he did an F that's delicious. Shout out and, to Action. And Cheeto on that on that episode as well. It was it was actually fantastic. Um so yeah, shout out to Larry June, shout out to Action, shout out to Cheeto. Um Moderator Lewis. Hey. Moderator Lewis asks, Big time. Am I still needed on Wednesdays? Of course you are. Of course you are, Lewis. I mean, no one can do this show. I'm now seeing I'm now getting a better respect for you, seeing how difficult it is to go through all these questions. I mean, it's it's tough stuff. Uh out here in these in these question streets. So yes, you are very much needed, Lewis. Don't don't stop doing what you're doing. We love you, Lewis. Uh, let's see. T- TV shows or movies? Which do you prefer? I love going to the movies, but God, I love getting into a TV series where like I'm into it, into it, and I can't wait to watch the next episode. I'm big time movies. Can't commit to seasons of TV shows. Wow. Too much commitment. Too long. Lots of them fall off. Now you're stuck watching eight seasons of some show that you didn't want to watch after season four. Give me three hours of a movie. Hit me with that Barbenheimer, and then I'm out. Hit me with that Barbenheimer. Shout out. Shout out to Alamo Draft House. That's my spot. I'm a member there. That's how much I love going to the movies. Just saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with, uh, yeah, with Frank last week. How good, dude? How good was that soundtrack, Frankie? Best score ever. Oh, it was great, man. And like comic book guy. Everyone knows I'm a sucker for marketing. They had uh, they had like a special pizza. Uh, one pepperoni and pickles. Another one was like charred oh, broccoli good. and uh, cowabunga sauce. Uh, we got the the ooze, uh, which was like a green apple lemonade. It was great. And then I got uh, turtle donut holes. I mean, shout out to Alamo Draft House. Delicious meal. Fantastic movie. Even better soundtrack. Uh, it was uh, it was great. It was great, man. I enjoy. It. I love going to the movies. Absolutely love it. Same. Um, let's see what else. What else this is popping off today with positivity trend daddy shout out brother it is a positive experience in here i mean i'm feeling great i got a uh i got a cup of the black stuff with my name on it after this little a little vitamin g coming my way so yeah spirits are good right now spirits are good i mean and look at this set look at us oh yeah let's take just a couple more here uh before we get out of here um, someone did say about the the one fight nights, one, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, looks like 123 billion views for the UFC. They do have billions uh, of uh, audience. Oh, trillions. They're now saying, oh, trillions. My bad. They're now saying trillions. Shout out. All right, let's see. Uh, GC, if Nottingham Forest qualifies for Champions League next year, that's a, that's a tough task. Would you go see them at the new camp as if they got put in the same group as Barca. Yeah, if I have the money at the time, you know, if we get this Friday thing going, I'm sure I'll have the money at that point. And yeah, I'd be I'd be down to do that. Going not just to the UK, but going to a Premier League game is definitely top of the table. I like that a little little Premier League reference. <laughs> in terms of things that I want to go do. How I, about Messi in US too, by the way? Like Oh yeah, yeah. He's doing big things. Absolutely big things. Been. I mean and what's crazy is like He's done it all. Like I know people say that a lot about like he's done it all in X Y Z sport. He has literally like he's got his Ballon d'Ors, he's got his Champions Leagues, he's got his La Liga championships, he's got his World Cup. Like he's also made infinite money, infinite money. Like he he's done everything that he uh, that he's needed to do, and now he's just out here killing it in these MLS streets. Can't wait. League Cup champs. Now I'm ready to see him in the MLS regular season. I know Uh, Ariel will go with you. Uh, ooh, ouch! Not there. Sixty nine says Lazy Franklin. Let's play some damn darts, and I say yes. Let's do it. I push for it, guys. But who's Franklin? Big Frank says no. Big Frankie says no. I thought 
I thought with Ariel gone, we were a more we were, free-moving show. Now it's we're, we're back to the old ways. Yeah, I thought we were in charge, too, but it sounds like Frank is. Um, yeah. Total line. Totally. All right, let's see. Hate going to the movies. Love watching them at home from Fun Things. That's your name? Your name is Fun Things, and you hate going <laughs> to the movie? That's an oxymoron, because going to the movies is... Clearly, uh, they've never been to Alamo. Oh, Alamo, you got to go. Uh, Are you Al- sponsored by Alamo? No, but if, Al- like if Alamo course. wants to sponsor, I oh, our I Friday show, our new Friday show. Did I put on enough of a performance with those ad reads earlier to to book us an Alamo yeah. sponsorship? Because well, the like, cat was a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Did you blow us an Alamo sponsorship with the what was the cat? The cat Explain it. I want to know. God. Meow. Did you? Did you? Did you do re- that voice? Did you record yourself yeah. doing a cat noise? Look, I don't have to. And you keep that. and you keep playing the same one. Here, coming at me. I don't like it. Uh, this is very odd. I'm, I'm almost positive. Like, and like, to how the, about one more question to the listeners? Like, this is actually off off rip. Like, yeah. this is not. This is real. Trust me. If this was planned, I would have would have shut it down pretty quickly. <laughs> and they could record a cat noise and then keep playing it over and over. Uh, let's. We see. gave him. We gave him too much. Can Wonder Boy win a championship? Tough to say at this age. I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, moderator Lewis is going to join us on Fridays. Yes, I absolutely take that uh, off the plate. Oh, that. oh, Neftali HDZ says I decimated his name. I am so sorry, HDZ. I'm sorry. Oh, Nef- Neftali. I, I probably did. Did I say Nefalti? Maybe I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, let's go. One more. Ooh. One more. Have you guys seen the Wisenheimer parody? It's crazy, yo. No, but maybe I maybe I will go check that out. Tyla or Aaron? Wisenheimer, what is the combo there? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I'm gonna have to Oppenheimer and what? The wi- the Wiz? I don't know what that is. Okay. Uh OCO says vitamin G. That would be Guinness. Uh great stuff. Um Darren Miguel got two of his questions answered. What are what are both your women's MMA Mount Rushmores right now? <laughs> Amanda Nunez, Ronda Rousey, Holly Holm. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wow. I read that when you said that, I was like, "What is my woman's, my wife's Mount Rushmore?" Uh, <laughs> I, I was like, "I was like, what is your wife's Mount Rushmore of MMA?" She ain't got none. Uh, who who thinks of like in terms like that? I, I guess I'm tired. Um, haven't slept a lot. Okay, what is my women's Mount Rushmore? You you uh, finish up yours. You, you were you were halfway there. What what did you have? Amanda. Amanda. Uh, Rhonda. Rhonda. Holly Holm. You could. Joanna. Rose. So I think you have to have Cyborg. 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 Great call. Great call. Great call. I feel like I feel like Nunez, Cyborg, and Rousey are the three autos, and then you fill in the fourth. What feels weird about the Rousey one, right? Is home kind of like sure 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 but so, but she did so much for the sport i agree i to me it's those three are locks and then you kind of look like is it rose is it joanna is it holly home there's really some good names you could put on there is there like early japanese pioneers um that might belong on there there's some really like interesting debates there i think the three you have to have is rousey sub like gina carano right like, do you put a Gina Carano? There's some early pioneer names that you kind of think about, but you have to have Rousey, Cyborg, and um, Nunes, in my yeah. opinion. That's where you're at. Pick and play with your fourth one. And then the fourth one is kind of 
grab bag. Brian M asked, what merch did you get, GC, from Sugar? Uh, heat of the moment. I mean, we're talking like an hour after the win. Got the white championship tee with like the, the Sugar logo on it. It's, I mean, it's it's great stuff to have your own championship collection. Yeah, Jed Mashu saying Magumi Fuji, like, there's like uh, this. Uh, sorry, I wasn't saying that yeah, for yeah, acknowledgement. Yeah. No, 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 no. But yeah, no big deal. I mean, <laughs> we were just getting into the merch, you know, I was, yeah, I was going to break down uh, my wardrobe. But yeah, sure. Back to the Mount Rushmore, of course. Yeah, that's that's where I was thinking. There's some pioneers. Uh, Jet's free to hop in the chat as well. Nah, this, nah, this direct nah, line to you feels a little unfair. Um, the merch, and then I got a hoodie, the purple hoodie with the mushroom that says sugar on it. Purple is my favorite color. Felt like, you know, apropos, felt felt fitting. Um, all right, let's see. Last one? Last one. Last one. Let's see. Oh, here we go. This is just a statement. GC the blank card is to ensure packs weigh the same. Ripoff artists will weigh packs and resell them to unsuspecting wow. buyers. The heavier the pack, the better the rarity. Wow. So there is a That's function. That's what they want you to think. Brilliant. That is. Wow. JP34 says Frank is a tyrant. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, we don't like that. Uh, any of you guys disc golf? Do they have that in NYC? Uh, no, I have disc golf before. It's a nice way to get outside, uh, but no, not a big, not a big disc golfer anymore. Same. Alamo rental cars? No, Alamo draft house. Uh, oh, someone also chimes in. The glass breaking was also not good. I tend to agree. Someone also chimes in. Is that a homeless cat, Frank? Hmm. I feel like that that missed the mark a little bit, but shout out to the homeless cats. Uh, Bradley Lasudo says, "How good was Bruce Buffer this weekend? He was fantastic. Not my favorite jacket, but uh, but uh, yeah, I did, I did enjoy, uh, did enjoy Bruce. The the the, the close face off was great. Um, Trend Daddy says purple is also his favorite color. We roll around like two kings. GC uh, Alex L says GC is loving this. He has said last one multiple times. We keep rolling. He's not wrong. This is fun. I mean, this is this is great stuff. Uh, tremendous theater. Dare I say? Absolutely. Dare I say? Uh, but that will do it. Uh, Elijah One Dream says GC is for the people. You thought I was kidding. Yes, I I am here for the people. You'll catch me up in the rafters. You'll catch me up in the nosebleeds, uh, and you will catch us September sixth. That is when we will return. No show Wednesday, no shows next week, and then it's Labor Day when we come back post-UFC Paris. So Wednesday, September 6th is the next time you will see us. Uh, a nice little vacation. Plans? Logan? Get get the baby? Got a baby to take care of that's probably going to take up the majority of the time. Uh, and maybe we plan for our Friday show. You know, we start laying the groundwork. On yes, it. yes, yes. Uh, if sales, if revenue, go ahead and hit up Alamo Draft House. Get that sponsored so we can get that paycheck sorted uh and i can go to nottingham forest barcelona beautiful uh at camp now next year that would that sounds like we just made a plan here moving forward uh shout out to everyone that tuned in i mean thank you it felt like the reception that i saw on social was great i mean i have had an absolute blast in all honesty before we get out of here shout out to Elwani for for letting us do this 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 was this was a ton of fun a, a great experience i i really really enjoyed it um and yeah it was it was a good time man this is a true rarity uh, happy to do it. We we had a lot of fun. Shout out to GN. Uh, I mean, yeah. Shout Gian, out Gian Galong with these unbelievable pieces. Brought him in just to the show, just so we would look a little bit cooler. Brought us like first he takes him to Sugar, the bantamweight champ. Then he brings him to us. I mean, does it does it get any cooler than that? The Kings. Uh, shout out to obviously Joe, Frank, Alex, of Andy, course, uh, of course, watching from home. Jose, Jose, Jose. in the building. Uh, yeah. What what a what a show. Like we said, before we get off, whenever you want it. <laughs>
Whenever you want it, put the belt on the line, Hawani. Darts in studio, 501, none of this three-darter stuff. I'm, I'm ready to roll whenever you are. I'll take this belt off your hands. Become, become the rightful king. I mean, he says he's the darts champ, but he's always ducking me every, every time I throw it out to him. Uh, but that is that. That is the show, the UFC 292 recap. What a blast we had. We'll see you uh, September 6th. Frank, uh, you can hit Ariel's music. We won't take that claim to him. How are we feeling? It's over. It's done. Oh, man. Do I feel some relief. It feels like we've been nonstop since uh, UFC uh, 291. Guys, we're still alive. That's all right, man. We, we'll keep riffing because uh, we did the 291 card. Then we did Dallas. Uh, then we had Vegas 78. And then we had 292 this weekend. Uh, been a lot. It's been a whirlwind. And sometime in between there, I had a kid. <laughs> You had a kid. Frank's been having some 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 dental issues. Oh, Awani's on vacation. Sorry, Frank. Uh, yeah, thanks for just telling everybody that. Oh no! Now everyone knows you had dental issues. Uh, cue the cat. I mean, is it the end of the world? Yeah. Can, Meow. We, <laughs> can we get the cat cued? Uh, ready to throw on a watch? Maybe some, some jewelry, some uh, a t-shirt. I like can't a nice, wait to get this a thing nice off. heavy t-shirt. The fact that this guy wears this every day. This guy wears this for four hours, interviewing high-level fighters, not going to the bathroom, and he's worried about our germs. He's worried about what we're putting out into the studio. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I don't really know the timing of this song. Do you? Yeah, we're, we're coming. We're coming up. Here, we're coming up. Yeah, we got. Remember September sixth, everybody. That's the next time you'll see us here. Uh, had an absolute blast today. Man, do we look cool. Uh, Old Navy, shout out if anyone wants the official Helwani fit. It's on clearance right now, $19.99. Really doesn't cost you much. Uh, wore it to the office today. Uh, didn't get a single compliment. I wore um, it to the office and mine's a little heavyweight. Bad move. Yeah, really yeah, bad yeah. move. Sleeves rolled up. Black shirt. Uh, but that's it. Back September 6th. Uh, UFC Paris, UFC Singapore. Then we'll get the preview. UFC 293, Israel Adesanya, Sean Strickland. But that's that. See you later. Peace. Peace. We're out of here, baby. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So, uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA. Dot com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.